High School Football is brought to you by the ESPN 1550 KICS Sports Boosters. Local business supporting local youth and local athletics. Here at Duncan Field for the football game between the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks and the Sandy Creek Cougars. Starting lineups for you, Dylan for the Sandy Creek Cougars. First, Dylan Schwer, Wyatt Mack, Connor Crumbless, Hunter Steinbach, Bailey Timmerman, Nick Slater, Joel Shuck, Ryan Hack, Colt Rademacher, Ty Schwer, uh, Hunter Rempe, and Austin William or Wilson, excuse me. And uh, moving on to the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks, we have Chris White, Grant Farmer, Sam Clark, Benedict Clark, Thomas Redinger, Miles Furman. Luke Rodriguez, Jake Esk, Nathan Starr, Josh Walls, Jared Prevett, Josh Bulky, Christian Hessler, and Alex Thomas to round out the starting lineups for St. Cecilia. So tonight we have a Class C1 football game between the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks and the Sandy Creek Cougars. St. Cecilia in their blue tops and black helmets with the black bottoms as well. And Sandy Creek Cougars are in all white with red numbers. And the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks won the toss, they elected to defer, and the Sandy Creek Cougars will start this football game with the ball as we line up for the kickoff now. A lot of a lot of running we'll see tonight, right, Will Ryan? Yeah, I think so. Uh, both teams are very run heavy. There's an average of 17 yards per game for St. Cecilia through the air and uh, 26 through the air for Sandy Creek, so not much passing offense for them. Uh, numbers for running, obviously it was 153 yards for the team. Take 26 away from that, that's only about 127 for um, Sandy Creek, and I, I'll be looking through here for rushing uh, on the season for uh, Saint Cecilia. It's 926 over five, uh, yeah, five games. So about or six games, so about 130. I think is about right for numbers. It doesn't have it quite on here. It just has player total, player averages, but not team average. Yes, so I but can't it, quite do the math in my head quickly. I didn't even think, you think get, about doing that. You get the gist, though. It's going to be yeah. a lot of running tonight. And here we are ready for the kickoff, and the kickoff is a low one. Not very deep either. It's going to bounce at the 15-yard line, picked up there at the 15-yard line, and he's going to be met at the 20 by a couple of Blue Hawks, and that is where he'll be dropped down right around the 25-yard line, and that is where Sandy Creek will start their first drive of the game. Yeah, they're starting rusher there for Sandy Creek. Timmerman, number 33, assuming we're going to be calling his name a lot. Has the most amount of rushes for the team, but only 49 rush yards per game for these this uh, Cougar team. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of offense for the Sandy Creek Cougars, but you never know what can happen on a Friday night, especially with the weather conditions we got tonight. Yes, it's a little bit foggy, pretty cloudy, kind of gloomy, but it's football weather. Not too cold either, but a little bit not too warm either. And here on the first play of the game, the Cougars will line up in a Maryland eye formation, and it's going to be. Uh, run play and he'll be tackled right around the line of scrimmage and make it second and ten here for the Cougars. Timmerman on the carry. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, like you said, weather is pretty good. Football weather, 58 degrees out. No rain yet. We'll probably rain here closer to nine. 20% chance of rain. Feels like 57. Really love visibility. It's kind of foggy out here at Duncan Field. Yep, and here they line up in the same formation, and the ball is fumbled. Number 10 is going to try to get out of the pocket, but he's going to be tackled in the backfield for a loss as he fumbled the snap and wasn't able to hand it off to his running back there, number 17, Connor Crumbless, and he just tried to run it to the outside, and he wasn't able to get anything. In fact, he lost a couple yards there. That makes it third and 12 here for the Cougars as we have the train rolling through, the patented train. 
rolling through Duncan Field. Yeah, I know. I've called many a game out here for baseball for the high, for the college team. Excuse me, and that train gets really annoying. You'll hear it about probably <laughs> 30 to 40 minutes uh, intervals, about right for that. So if you do hear that, just know that we're right next to a train. <laughs> and here are the Sandy Q Cougars lining up for this third and 12, and they're just going to run the ball with their big fullback, and he's not going to get anything. Nothing there. Make that fourth and 12 here for the Cougars as the Blue Hawks start the game with a great defensive stand. Yeah, not much better you can start there. Losing three yards to the Sandy Creek Cougars do on that play. Uh, St. Cecilia, you got to be doing something on offense to keep it, uh, team going. Yeah, and they don't want to get in the same situation last year where they got blown out. I think the score was 48-7. to Yeah, 48-7 last year was that score for St. Cecilia's win. And here is the punt. It's going to be a low punt. It's going to drop right at midfield of the 50-yard line. Going to take a Cougars bounce to about the 43, make it the 42, and that is where the Blue Hawks will start their first drive of the game. Ten yeah. minutes left to go here in the first quarter. Our score is 0-0. Zero zero. That ball definitely died right there, too, as you as we both saw. It mm -hmm. kind of hit, had one bounce, maybe went two yards, and then, and then stopped just completely. Yep. Really, just to give you an idea of the conditions here at uh, Duncan Field. Yeah, that rain all week has been helping that, well, hindering it, I guess. However you want to look at it, the, but the field is not very uh, good right now. It's kind of muddy. And here the Blue Jays, or Blue Hawks, excuse me, line up with uh, one receiver to the right and one to the left. And Chris White gets the carry. And he's going to be tackled in the backfield for a loss of a few feet there. Loss of one make it. That is second and 11 now here for the Blue Hawks. Yeah, interestingly, number four for St. Cecilia, Grant Farmer's out today. We saw we talked with a couple of people up here, and they said that he just has a high ankle sprain is what they're thinking. But he's their leading rusher on the season for St. Cecilia, and it's bad to lose that in this kind of game. Yeah, so they'll go with a more running back by committee here. And here they give the ball to the big, big number, Sam Clark, number 10, the fullback, and he gets about a couple yards. That'll make it third and seven, give him four on the carry. Nine, ten left to go here in this first half. It'll be a, or in this first quarter, excuse me. It'll be a lot of running tonight, as we've already seen, not a single pass yet. We might not see a pass through the whole first quarter. Uh, I mean, first quarter, first half, you never know, really. The whole game, whole we'll game. see. We'll see what happens. And here on third and seven, the Blue Hawks line up with one receiver to the right and one to the left, and they got some Cougars to jump off sides, it seems, as we have a flag come out. Looks like half the Cougars' defensive line jumped off sides there. As they put a man in motion there, number 10, Sam Clark, went in motion. And it is going to be offsides on the Sandy Creek Cougars. Make it third and two here for the Blue Hawks. A much more manageable third down. Big penalty there. Yeah, very big penalty. Most of the offensive, or not offensive, defensive line, and even their linebacker they're going to try and send on a right side blitz. It all jumped on a hard count there from the quarterback for the St. Cecilia. And here on third and two, they line up with one receiver to the right. And it's going to be a little quarterback sneak there with the quarterback. That's Benedict Clark on the carry. And he's going to get forward close to a first down. It looks like they're going to give him just enough. And they do. They give him the first down. He'll have first and 10 from the Cougar 47-yard line. Good play there on third and two. A little quarterback sneak. Great play. Obviously, you can't really do anything about it if your offensive line's doing its job, which it did on that play. But... Most of the uh, formations that St. Cecilia has come out in has been this tight formation, one wide receiver out, two backs, and one tight end to the uh, one side. Yep, and here they're going to run a toss play on first down. Give it to Chris White. Chris White jukes a tackler, and he gets past the 40, down right at the 39-yard line. Going to be very close to a first down. Make it second and two here 
for the Blue Hawks as they're able to move this ball so far in this first drive. Yeah, Chris White's been really good for them as well in supplement of Farmer being out. So far, he's got eight yards on two carries, so four-yard average is pretty dang good. And now here, Tate Schmidt lines up in the backfield with Sam Clark as the fullback. He plays fullback all the time. And they're going to do another toss play to the far sideline this time to Tate Schmidt, and he's going to get knocked by his own teammate. He's going to fall down, and he will lose a yard on that play. That'll make it third and four here for the Blue Hawks. I assume they're probably going to do more of the same where they are going to try and get the offense, or excuse me, defensive line to jump. And a hard count as White is now coming back in, so you can probably see him getting the ball on this uh, possession. Or not this possession, this uh, play. Yep, 7-15 left to go here in the first quarter. Our score is 0-0. And the Blue Hawks will line up with Chris White in the backfield. Sort of a heavy formation, and they're going to hand it to Chris White. He finds a hole, and he's going to get forward for a few yards. The ball comes out. They don't call it dead. The Cougars pick it up. He gets to the 45-yard line, and that's where he's going to be tackled as he is not brought down yet, but they call forward progress. He's down at the 46 as Chris White fumbled there after he got the first down. Looked like he was down at first, but the refs never declared it dead, and that'll be Cougars football. Big play there by yeah. the Cougars defense. Definitely what you want to get started because that these Blue Hawks were driving a little bit on the these Cougars, and if you get a stop and even a turnover especially, it get your offense back on the field it kind of stops some momentum and this was the trouble last week for the blue hawks fumbles they had three last week and here they already have one the cougars line up with a heavy formation they're going to hand the ball off to their fullback there and he's going to get forward for about seven yards and that'll make it second and three here for the cougars yeah i mean not much you can do there i kind of got lost in the muddle there they've been running it right down the middle about every time the cougars have and that time it was just more of the same and a bunch of people in the same spot. You couldn't tell much of what was going on, who got the ball or anything. And here they line up in the same formation. They're on the right hash mark, and they're going to hand the ball off again here to number 17. That's Connor Crumbless on the carry. He gets forward for a first down, and he's brought down after getting across the 45-yard line. He'll be brought down at the 42, and that is where they'll have this first and 10 from. Yeah, interesting to see that they've ran two ball or two plays to the same spot, basically just opposite sides of the play or formation, and mm -hmm. they haven't come out of this tight formation where they got two tight ends in, one on each side, and three backs in the backfield. And here they line up with two tight ends on one side, and they're going to run it to that one side. He gets a hole, does Connor Crumbless, and he's going to get forward for a first down and more. Make it down at the 30-yard line. Another first down here for the Cougars as they're trying to capitalize off this turnover. Six minutes left to go here in the first quarter. Our score, 0-0. Yeah, if you can get going on, off of the turnover, you're definitely going to be doing something right here. And that's exactly what the Cougars are trying to do. And Crumbless is getting the ball a lot. Tonight. Yes, he is. Connor Crumbless is getting the ball a lot, like you mentioned. And now they're at the green zone, as it were, the 30-yard line, close to the red zone. They line up in the same formation again, and here we have flags coming up pre-snap, and we'll see what the call is. I didn't see any movement on the offensive or defensive line, and they do call a false start there, so that'll push them back. Oh, illegal procedure, actually. So that'll make it first and 15 here from the 35-yard line for the Cougars. Interesting to see if that's going to be a drive killer for the Cougars, as it has been with many other teams that we've covered these uh, this season. So... Yeah, the, the, the penalties, are, it could be a drive killer even for NFL teams. It doesn't matter if you're in high school, college, or the NFL. A uh, penalty is, is never good. 
And here they line up in that same heavy formation. This time they run it on the weak side. They give it to Connor Crumbles again. He finds a crease. Going to get forward for a few yards, more yards. Crosses the 25-yard line. Gets close to a first down. And not sure where they called it down at. Looks like he's going to be just short of a first down. So that'll make it second and two. Second and one here for the Cougars. Back-to-back -back great runs there from Crumbless. 25 yards in those last two plays as well. So he's, hey, he's, he's big, right. too. He's a yeah. big guy out there, Connor Crumbless. He's a, looks like he's about six feet tall, but I, I don't know if he's that tall. But here they're going to hand the ball off to him again. Finds a crease, gets a first down and more. Gets close to the end zone. He's at the five trying to break a tackle, and he will be brought down finally. And they will mark him down right near the 10-yard line. And that is another first down for the Cougars. They mark him down at the 12. Yeah, not too bad there. Carry, not much you can do, especially when you're running uh, that Maryland Ives, as we've heard it be called. You're kind of just running right into a defense and not much uh, stoppage there. Yeah, not, not from nothing the Blue Hawks. Yeah, nothing to get stopped. And here on first and 10 from the 13-yard line, it's, uh, it's going to be a handoff to the fullback. That is... Wyatt Mack on the carry, and he's going to get forward for almost a first down as they can get a first down here. They don't have first and goal yet, but that'll be a gain of eight on first down, and that'll make it second and two here for the Blue, the Cougars as they are already doing better than last year. Yeah, like we mentioned before, 48-7 to seven was that loss to them out for the, for the Cougars last year. That was in Sandy Creek as well, so they've got to be trying to get some revenge here on this game. Yeah, here they have second and one from the four. And we have flags come out pre-snap again as uh, we will see what the call is. And it looks like the Cougars are walking backwards. And it's another illegal procedure here on the Cougars. So that'll make it second and six from the nine-yard line. As they These penalties, if they get a touchdown here, that'll just make it more impressive as they just keep shooting themselves in the foot with these illegal procedures. Yeah, that's 15 yards. They had that offsides in the uh, Blue Hawk first drive, opening drive as well. But 10 yards on this one in penalties alone. They could have scored if they didn't have those penalties. Yep, second and six here from the nine-yard line. They're going to hand the ball off again to Connor Crumbless, and he's going to get forward, break a tackle. Not sure how many yards he got there as he's being pushed backwards, but forward progress will mark him down right at the five-yard line, it looks like. So they will have third and two from the five. Yeah, not too bad of a run there. It's hard to see it from this angle, and there's not many... Uh, Lines on the field either. They're kind of there, but they're a little bit faded. But it's, how, it's also what happens when you play on a baseball field in the outfield. You don't get the consistent look of a football field every week. That is true here. Three minutes left to go in the first quarter. They have third and two from the five-yard line to the Cougars. They line up in a heavy formation here. They're going to toss it to Connor Crumbless, and he's going to break a tackler, and he's going to get a first down, it seems. Yes, they will mark him down at the two-yard line as he was able to get the first down. Thought he got into the end zone for a second there, but he was not able to. Nonetheless, they'll have first and goal from the two. Will the Cougars with 2.52 left to go here in the first quarter? Yeah, all this running has been running the clock down as well really quickly. It's already been seven minutes into this game and only had about 15 plays, so that's pretty been pretty quick. And they've all gone to Connor Crumbless, it seems. <laughs> and here on first and goal from the one-yard line, it's going to be a quarterback sneak there, and it'll be a touchdown for the Cougars as they did something they were not able to do last year, and that is take a lead against the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. They are now up 6 to nothing with 2.36 left to go in the first quarter. Great drive. Yeah, very great drive. That's a uh, 
eight-play drive from them leading to that score. A lot of big plays from Crumbless, 11-yarder, 14-yarder early in the drive, and then just a lot of smaller plays as well to get all the way down the field. And now here's the extra point. The snap is good, the hold is good, and the kick is through the uprights and good. That makes it 7 to nothing here. The Sandy Creek Cougars leading over the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks here with 2.36 left to go in the first quarter. Yeah, the turnover really cost the St. Cecilia there. Yes, that was a big turnover. Chris White fumbled the ball as he crossed the 35-yard line. He got a first down, and then he just let the ball go. And uh, the Cougars jumped on it, and that leads to a touchdown for the Cougars. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of, hopefully a lot of that from the Cougars sideline they're hoping for. And then on top of that, you got what the drive was completely was a nine plays, 54 yards. Chewed up a bunch of clock, too. Yeah, chewed up a bunch of that, at least six minutes, seven minutes. Yeah, somewhere about that. And it was a great drive. They also overcame some penalties there, too, as we talked about as the penalties were happening. They were able to score while overcoming two illegal procedure penalties. That is uh, pretty impressive. Cougars coming out with a little more fire than they did last year. And even all this season, I assume. I mean, we haven't called many of their games, or any of their games, for that matter. But being 0-6, you can't have a lot of fire in the score lines that they had as well. I saw 53-7, to 60-7, 70-7. There was a bunch of just really high-scoring uh, games that their defense allowed, and they only score about seven points. And what did I say uh, before the game? What? Any given Friday. Any given Friday, yeah, Any exactly. given Friday. And the Sandy Creek Cougars are going to line up for this kickoff, and it's going to be a low kickoff. It's going to bounce right at the 20-yard line. It'll be fielded at the 15 there by the Blue Hawks. He gets past the 20 to the 30. He's going to be tackled down right around the 37-yard line, and that is where... The St. Cecilia Blue Hawks will start their second drive of the game as they're looking to do what they did last time except don't fumble because they were able to run the ball well. Yeah, they were, and it's just turnovers, really, and like that's what we've been told about this team is that turnovers have been killing them. Especially last week. They yeah. they could have beat Donovan Trumbull, but they fumbled three times inside the green zone. And even the interception to end the game yep, uh, yep. against them. We were listening to that by the great Mike Will and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Purcell. Jimmy Purcell. I can't remember his last name. But they uh, 14-7, and they threw that interception to end the game. And here, here the Blue Ox line up in the backfield. And I lied. They are going to throw it here in this first quarter. It's caught there by Miles Furman as he gets close to a first down. And that will make it second and inches here for the Blue Hawks. As I, I predicted not a throw here in the first quarter, and then they make me look silly and they get a throw. And the referees change it, too. It is actually a first down. At first they called second and inches, but now they'll give him the first down. Good throw there by the Blue Hawks. Yeah, great throw. Just a little quick out route. They're coming back in that same formation, one on each side, or two on the right and one left. And here they're going to hand the ball off to Tate Schmidt. Tate Schmidt's going to get forward for a few yards. He's brought down right near midfield, and that's where they'll mark him down at, close to midfield, and it'll be second and eight here for the Blue Hawks. As again, going back to that pass play, that was Thomas Redinger completing it on the on the out route to Miles Furman. Good pass play. Yeah, it was just really quick and it worked effectively against this pre- or not press zone laid back defense that the Cougars are playing right now. Yeah, I'm sure the Cougars kind of thought that they were going to run the ball there. That's kind of what happens when you play a team that runs it all the time. You get lulled into a into a little sleep by yeah. the team that runs a lot. It really doesn't help the Cougars are playing almost eight yards off of their receivers. And here they're going to hand the ball off to uh, Sam Clark, the big fullback, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield for a loss of a couple yards there. Uh, loss of one, and that'll make it third and eight here for the Blue Hawks as this offense is kind of struggling right now since that fumble. 
Yeah, I mean, that pass play did really good, and I don't expect them to go back to it, but... Yeah, not every time. Maybe later. Yeah, maybe Maybe later. Maybe somewhere in the second quarter. Yeah. They are starting to move out their uh, receivers as well. Now they're going one on each side and then two in the backfield. And here, oh, well, they are going to throw back for a pass, and it's going to be intercepted there by the Cougars. Another turnover, as it was an errant pass by Redinger, Redinger, and he just threw it right into the arms of the safety, Nick Slater, for the uh, Sandy Creek Cougars, and that is another big turnover right near midfield. Yeah, the second one of the game, obviously, is that they had that fumble on the first drive, and then... Once they start getting momentum, they're just kind of shooting themselves in the foot. It's not a very good thing. High school football, any level of football, really, to be turning the ball over this yeah, much. You all, coaches always preach it. They want to win the turnover battle. You hear that often. 56 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Our score, the Sandy Creek Cougars 7 and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks nothing. And here on first down, they're going to hand the ball off to Crumbless again. And he's going to break a tackle, spin forward, and he's going to be brought down right at the 45-yard line. So make that a gain of three on the play. That'll make it second and seven here for the Blue, or excuse me, the Cougars. And a quick note about these Cougar, this Cougar team. This is the first, that last drive is the first time they scored in the first quarter all season. And the only time they haven't scored, only quarters they haven't scored, excuse me, are the first and the third. It's interesting to see what they do on the second drive here of the first quarter. And here 20, 20 seconds left to go in the first quarter. They're going to hand the ball off to, not Crumbless, excuse me, that was Dylan Schwer on the carry. And he's going to get forward for about six yards. He's tackled right at midfield. That'll make it third and two here for the Cougars, as that'll take us to the second quarter here. Our score, the Sandy Creek Cougars, seven. The St. Cecilia Blue Hawks, nothing. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Back here at Duncan Field, you're at the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. I'd like to take this time to thank some sponsors here. Thompson Oil, Insurance Plus Financial Services, Jackson's Car Corner, and Gary Michael Clothiers. Thanks for all you do in the Hastings community. And also, if you're at another game, we'd love to get the score updates from you. Call or text updates to 308-646-0506. We'll add it to our live football scoreboard found at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We can also find the other games, and uh, this week is kind of light. We only have the Adam Central game on 1230 Kahas that you can be found at that uh, site as well. Yes, and here on third and three, the Sandy Creek Cougars line up for their uh, this big third down here. They're going to hand it off, and he gets a big hole, gets past midfield, gets to the 40-yard line, and that's where he'll be brought down. Good run there by number 29, it looks like. For the Cougars, that's Hunter Steinbach. Good run there, and that makes it a first down. Yeah, it looked about 12, 13 yards, somewhere in that range. Not too bad. Just kind of that right side just opened up, and he just ran perfectly right through that open gap. He got got a lot of yards there on third and three. Big third down conversion there for the Sandy Creek Cougars. Something they really needed on that drive. And just in case you're just joining us, we're broadcasting the football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks high school football. And here on first and 10 from the 40, the Cougars are going to land it, uh, hand it off to their big run fullback there, Bailey Timmerman, 
and he's going to get forward for almost a first down. We'll see where the refs mark him down at. They'll mark him just short, and that'll make it second and inches here for the Cougars as they just continue to work this ball downfield with that run game. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else you can do if you're St. Cecilia's defense besides just stacking the run. And with that Maryland eye, you can kind of predict where it's going to go, but they've been doing a lot of movement lately as they've been stacking or staggering their backs and then moving one guy to one side and then running to another way. And here on second and inches, they're going to hand the ball off to Chris Crumbliss. And he's going to get a first down and more. Busted past the 25-yard line down at the 20. And that is where he's going to be tackled at right near the 20-yard line. They mark him down at the 21. And that will be first and 10 as the Cougars are in the green zone once again. Yeah, last time they did, we were able to capitalize on it. And obviously, you want to do it again. But it's be interesting to see what St. Cecilia employs on defense to try and get more of a stop there on this drive. Yeah, they need to slow down this run game as it's been just a killer tonight for the Cougars. And here they're going to hand it off to the fullback again. And he's going to get forward past the 20-yard line. And he's going to get tackled right near the 15. He, they're going to mark him down at the 14-yard line. And that'll be a gain of seven on the play. That'll make it second and three here. Yeah, there's a lot that is, could go right and go, could go wrong for the Blue Hawks here. You could get a stop, maybe a turnover, but... You obviously don't want to give up another touchdown as this would be the highest scoring game of the season for the Cougars. But, I mean, if you're St. Cecilia, you kind of got to stop the momentum at this point. They've been running on, they've been running all day on these uh, Blue Hawks. Yeah, here a turnover would be huge, as you mentioned. Ten minutes left to go in the first half, and it's going to be a toss play to Chris Crumbless. He gets to the outside, gets a couple blockers, and then he's going to get decked right near the first down marker. We'll see if they give him the first down. They will. And that'll make it first and ten here for the Cougars as they get the first down on second and three. Yeah, they're already at 87 yards as a team. So All far, rushing. Just rushing, yeah. Yep. I mean, there's nothing else they, they really have to do even to uh, control this game like they have been this whole game. Yeah, it's been an impressive start here for the Sandy Creek Cougars. Definitely a different football team than we saw last year. Here they line up at that heavy formation once again. And the ball comes on the ground again. We saw this early in the game. But number 10 falls on it there, Dylan Schwer, and that'll just be a loss of a few yards on first and goal. And it'll make it second and goal from about the 11-yard line here for the Cougars. Yeah, that's one thing that's the only bad thing, I guess, that the Cougars have been doing all game is that their center and uh, quarterback have been having a little bit of a miscommunication and not getting the snap cleanly off. That's the second one, as you mentioned, and then not much else there, but when you run uh, 20 plays, you can expect something like that and here on second and goal from the 10-yard line they're going to run it with Chris Crumbliss and he's going to get just a couple yards there Connor Crumbliss excuse me and uh that'll make it third and goal from the nine-yard line as they're facing a big third down here are the Cougars and they faced bigger and more already today they could have a pretty good run like they have ripped off the past three you think uh, they'll pass downs. it they wow. do pass it well they pass it every now and again don't don't be so sure I've already said a couple times they aren't going to pass the ball to Blue Hawks, and then they came back and passed it, and then they threw an interception, so maybe they should have listened to me, but it's I little, digress. It's a little earlier in the game to go deep into your playbook like that. And here on third and nine, they're going to do a little play-action fake. He's going to throw it, and it's going to be almost intercepted as Sam White almost was able to pick it off. It looked like number 20 there. The Blue Hawks tipped it. That's Miles Furman tipped it. And Chris White could have caught it had Miles Vernon not tipped it. But nonetheless, it'll be fourth and goal from the nine-yard line. And it looks like the Cougars are going to go for the field goal 
as the Blue Hawks get a pretty big stop there on third down. Yeah, that's a great stop that you need if you're St. Cecilia. But interesting to see what's going to happen. Are you um, going to admit that you didn't, uh, hey, you didn't I call mean, that right? <laughs> they passed it. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Is that clanks off the upright oh. and in. That went in. Wow. wow. On fourth goal, fourth and down, fourth and goal from the, geez, I can't swap. Fourth down from the goal, uh, they went for the field goal, and it hit off the crossbar and bounced in for the Blue Hawk or for the Cougars. And that makes it 10 to nothing here with 8.13 left to go in the second quarter. Just to let you know, you're at the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. I'd like to take this time to thank some sponsors here. Burt's Pharmacy, uh, Sealy's Body Shop, Keith's Pharmacy, and Klein Insurance. Thanks for all you do in the Hastings community. Um, I will never admit when I'm wrong, but I was just... <laughs> I had to tell you. Hey, I know, I know I was wrong, but I was just a little bit more surprised. That drive was 11 plays for 58 yards, and then that field goal... Uh, on that last drive as well to make it 10 nothing, But like I said, I was more surprised that they threw it. I wasn't wrong. I was just surprised. I was shocked. <laughs> well, no, I think I no. asked you, do they do they throw it here? And I, I think you said no chance. <laughs> That's not how I remember it. So I wasn't, I, I never, I'm not wrong. Well, You're we have the wrong. tape. We have the tape. We can go back and listen. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> we will. We will listen to that. Alrighty. Nonetheless, our score here, the Sandy Creek Cougars leading this football game over the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks, 10 to nothing with 8-13 left to go in the second quarter as the Sandy Creek Cougars line up for the kickoff. And they got to be excited. This is the biggest lead they've had all season, and it's much better than they did last year. Here it's a little short kick. It's going to land at the 25. Bobbled and picked up by Sam White here, and he's going to be brought down right near the 35-yard line, marking down at the 34. And that is where the Blue Hawks will start their third drive of the game. The last two ended with a fumble and then an interception. I mean, you can't. You can't predict that they're going to go for a third one and turn the ball over for a third time. But Are you saying they won't turn the ball over? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But, I mean, stranger things happen to have a third turnover in a game this early in the game as well. And here the Blue Hawks line up in that shotgun formation with one receiver to the left and two to the right. And they're going to fake the handoff, and he's going to drop back. He's going to throw it deep, and it's going to be tipped away. Good defense there as Miles Furman was the intended receiver, number 10 on the defense there, Dylan Schweer, and he was able to tip the ball away. That came from Thomas Redinger. Good play there by the Sandy Creek Cougars, well, specifically number 10, Dylan Schweer. Yeah, he's been making a lot of good plays. He's their quarterback as well. Yep. And we see that a lot more with these smaller teams that they play both sides of the ball. But interesting, uh, they've been kind of going out in these more spread out formations, two by one as I call it, two to the right than one on the far side for receiver-wise for the Blue Hawks. And here St. Cecilia is getting a little pass happy as uh, Thomas Redinger drops back to throw it once again, and he's going to sky it over the head of Miles Furman, this time not even close to Miles Furman. And it looks like he was covered there by a defensive lineman. He had a step on him and just wasn't able to get the pass out there as it went right over his head. I think it was probably a linebacker. I'm looking more at the uh, defensive for the Cougars. Uh, their line is really big, and then their linebackers are big as well. They're not... Typical linebackers with their small and scrawny, they got a little bit of bulk to them. Yes, they do. That's a good way to describe it. And here on third down, they're going to throw the little screen pass to Chris White. He breaks a tackle. He's got a lot of green in front of him. Gets a first down and then some. Gets the midfield. Tries to hurdle a guy. And he's going to be brought down at the 47-yard line. Big first down conversion there as uh, things were looking a little grim for the Blue Hawks on third down. Yeah, with those two bad pass plays and you're down 14, you got to score quick get back into the game effectively and obviously passing is the quickest way to score i don't think they but, should get pass happy here though oh, no. they, their, their thing is running the ball they did it 
28 times in a row last week, and I think 38 times overall. And uh, you made a little funny facial expression there <laughs> when I said 28 times in a row. They haven't done that tonight, but... I mean, they're only at... Uh 13 plays as a team so far, and that's not a pretty big number. And here they're going to hand the ball off to Sam White on first down, and he's going to be dropped right in the backfield. They make that a loss of a few feet there as he's not able to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that'll make it second and we'll call it 10 here for the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Yeah, he just got met at the line of scrimmage there. Yes, met by a pretty big defender there. I think that was Dylan Schwer on the tackle. I think so, too. I couldn't quite tell. I mean, like we've said all game, there's been a mess of people around the ball. That's kind of what happens when you run down the middle, like both these teams do. But I could hear that hit from up here, even with these headphones on. Yeah, and here on second and 10, they're going to hand the ball off to number 21 here. And he finds a lane, gets forward. He's going to be tackled close to a first down as he's tackled right on the far or the near sideline here. He'll be close to a first down. We'll see where the refs decide to mark it. That'll make it third and one here. For the Blue Hawks, now they're starting to get something to go on offense as Luke Rodriguez got nine yards there. Yeah, the one thing you didn't really see was uh, number one for St. Cecilia, Chris White, just laid that dude out that laid him out last that last play. Got a little got, revenge. Got a little revenge, yeah. He yeah. stood over him a little bit too. Uh-oh. And here on third and one, they're going to do a quarterback sneak, and he's going to get forward for a first down. And that'll be, like I said, a first down for the Blue Hawks as now they're starting to get something going. But like we mentioned, the first two drives they got some stuff going. Just threw a, just had a couple of bad plays, a fumble and interception. Here they're hoping not to turn the ball over. Yeah, this is the same about the same area that they did that last two drives as well. So hopefully they can get past their jitters and get past the twenty and in the red zone at least. And here on first and ten, they're going to hand the ball off to number twenty-one again. That's Luke Rodriguez. He's going to get outside and he's going to get tackled right around the twenty-five yard line. But there is a flag that came out. We'll see what the call is. It is in the area of holding. Yeah, it was right on that line judge on the far side. Saw the play the whole way as it was coming toward him. So he had a clear view of whatever is going to be called here. And we're just waiting on the referee to make his call as he walks towards midfield. And it's actually going to be a personal foul, a face mask on the Sandy Creek Cougars. And that will be an automatic first down here for the Blue Hawks. Is uh, another big penalty on the Cougars penalties kind of hurting them tonight yeah that's already their uh, fourth one for uh 40 or 30 yards excuse me i've been i marked one as a 10 yarder instead of a five yard on accident but 30 yards nonetheless or 20 yards nonetheless for this uh kicker team maybe i can get the numbers right and here sandy creek cougars are taking a timeout and we'll take a timeout right along with them our score the sandy creek cougars 10 and the saint cecilia blue hawks nothing Stop at Thompson Oil Company, 806 East South Street, for complete auto care. Or for your convenience store needs, go to the West 2nd Best Stop at 2nd and Laird. Both locations feature Phillips 66 Super Clean Gasoline in three grades, unleaded, E10 with ethanol, and premium unleaded. Thompson Oil Company, Hastings. Parents, your job is hard. Helping your student find a college won't be your last parental duty. At Hastings College, we promise to say everything you would because we mentor students as if they're our own. Find us at Hastings.edu. Back here for the high school football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. This is the Husker Power Products broadcast booth where we're broadcasting from, powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. Here in the second quarter, our score, Sandy Creek Cougars 10, and the uh, St. Cecilia Blue Hawks nothing. And here on first and 10, it's going to be a throw, and he's going to be sacked in the backfield. Big loss there. 
for the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks is he lost about 15 yards as he tried to scramble away, maybe 10 yards. We'll see where they mark it officially, but this is going to be a tough second down as it has started to rain a little bit here at Duncan Field. Definitely misty. I don't know if I'd call it rain just yet. No, it, it's mainly it's misty. fog just getting a little bit thicker, really. Yeah, and it's it's misty, though. It's getting wet. It's getting wet. That's yeah. what we'll say. I mean, on that last play, too, you kind of... I guess the range really affected him. He lost the ball as he was dropping back, and that's why he lost about 10 yards on the last play, Redinger. I missed that, so yeah. I'm glad you uh, pointed that out. But, yeah, nonetheless, it is a second and 20 here for the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks from the 25-yard line. They're still in the green zone, though. Well, we'll see what they decide to do here. It's second and 25-15 left to go in the second quarter. And here we have flags come out pre-snap. Could be another illegal procedure or maybe an offsides. We'll see what the call is. As it looks like, yep, it's going to be offsides there on the Sandy Creek Cougars. So that'll make the second down a little more manageable. That'll make it second and 15 from the 20-yard line. And uh, just to let you know, it might get a little rainy here, though. It might not be rainy yet, but the, the radar says that uh, the, the storms might be coming. Don't know about lightning and whatnot, but it, it definitely looks like it might get a little rainy here tonight, maybe after halftime. Yeah, it's at about 9 o'clock, 40%, 10, 16, 11, 40 again. So probably in that right toward the end of the game, about third end of the third quarter, we're going to get a little bit of rain. And here they're going to do a fake handoff to Luke Rodriguez, and it's going to be a carry there by Thomas Redinger, and he's going to be tackled after a gain of about three or four there on second down, second and 15. So that'll make it third and 11 here for the St. Cecilia Bluehawks. Uh, you think they're going to pass it this time? Putting you on the spot again. Oh, you can put me on the spot like <laughs> that, huh? Well, I don't know. I mean, you could pass it. You could not. You really could do whatever <laughs> you really want here. I mean, passing hasn't worked for them yet. What a great non-answer. I don't know. I, I mean, you could do about anything. This uh, one wide on each side says is really interesting. And here they're going to hand it off to Luke Rodriguez. No, it's going to be a fake. He's going to throw it. He's got a man open in the end zone. He threw it high. It's caught, and it's a touchdown for the St. Cecilia Bluehawks. What a play as they handed it off to Luke Rodriguez. And he threw the ball to the corner of the end zone. He might have thrown it a little too high, but nonetheless, it was caught for a touchdown there. Not sure who caught it. It was Jake Esk on the catch, and that is a touchdown for the St. Cecilia Bluehawks as they close this gap. That makes the score 10-6 to with 4.16 left to go in the second quarter. What a play there. That was a really good play. I, I was expecting a run the whole way because that's all Rodriguez has done tonight. He is a wide receiver, so I didn't really expect a pass from him at all. Yeah, that was a, gr a great play call there by the head coach, Carl Tesmer, and uh, that'll make it 10-7 to as the extra point is good. 4.16 left to go here in the second quarter. A good drive there by the St. Cecilia Bluehawks as they're able to answer, and they had a pretty darn good drive there. Tell me about that drive, Will Ryan. Yeah, that was a 11-play, uh, 58-yard drive, or sorry, 9-play, 65-yard drive for the scoring there for uh, St. Cecilia. Pretty good drive there, and uh, that touchdown and the trick play kind of helped them a lot. Um, that took 416 off the clock, or no, 807 off the clock, excuse me. Yeah, eight minutes and seven seconds off the clock. As now we have 416 left to go in this football game. Good drive there by the St. Cecilia Bluehawks. Yeah, looking at their stat sheet, Luke Rodriguez, that's his second attempt on the year for him. Obviously, he's 0 for 1 before, but that's first obviously. completion. Well, not obviously. I mean, <laughs> he only got one attempt. It's probably the same play. Well, there's one, I see one on there. It's 1 for 1. So Well, I mean, that's is Grant, that guy that's Grant Farmer. That's someone. That's the guy, uh, the running back that usually plays. So, I mean, it's not. It's a trick play, obviously. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It runs it a lot. Yeah, but yeah. That's first, first completion on the season for Rodriguez, and it's a touchdown for 18 yards. Yeah, I'm sure he's very happy about that play. And uh, the junior throwing a touchdown there, and that makes the score 10 to 7 here in the second quarter as the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks will line up for the kickoff. 
And here is the kick. It's a low kick again, and it looks like it might be going out of bounds. No, it takes a St. Cecilia Blue Hawks bounce, and he's going to field it at the 20. He's going to get to the 30, and he's going to be dragged out of bounds at the 34. Almost a late hit there by the Blue Hawks, but they don't call it as they're going to mark him down at the 34-yard line. And this is where the Sandy Creek Cougars will start their fourth drive of the game. Yeah, fourth drive of the game. I mean, they've had a lot of plays as well. Uh, 15 plays in the first quarter alone, and then uh, 22 overall for these Cougars. So they've ran a lot of plays in comparison. St. Cecilia only has uh, 20 plays in general. They only had five going into this uh, second quarter. And here on first and 10, the Cougars line up with that heavy formation. Once again, they're going to hand it off to Crumbless. And he's going to be met right near the line of scrimmage. Maybe a gain of a couple there on first down. And that'll make it second and eight. Second and seven, actually, for the Sandy Creek Cougars. And that's a good start here. If you can get three yards per rush, get to fourth and one. I mean, that's still a good average as well. Yeah, I mean, if you know you're going to get three yards on fourth and one, you might as well go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you're at. And here on second and seven, we'll see what the Cougars decide to do. As they are lining up in that same formation, once again, two tight ends to the right, though. That's usually an indicator of where they're going to run. They like running to that strong side, but sometimes they run to the weak side. And here they are going to run a little uh, fullback run to the strong side. And it's going to be stuffed at the line of scrimmage. And that'll make it third and seven here for the Cougars as we have a big third down. If the Hawks, the Blue Hawks can get the ball back here, they might be able to score before halftime. Yeah, and that'd be really big there for St. Cecilia and their team as well. But the humidity really is going to be interesting to see how it affects the rest of the game for both these teams. It's hard to hold on to the ball when it gets really wet, wet and heavy. Yep, and heavy. Yeah, that's a good point. It will get heavier as the game goes on. Yeah. With the the mist is starting to pick up, it's starting to turn into a thick fog out here. As we are expected some rain in the second half. We'll see what happens, though. And here they're going to do a toss to Crumbless, and he's going to be taken down. And that'll be a gain of one, but that'll make it fourth down. Nonetheless, fourth and six here for the Sandy Creek Cougars. Good defensive stand by the Blue Hawks. Yeah, their first real uh, time this game that they've stopped the run effectively. For from the, the get-go. From the get-go, yeah. I mean, they've there was one drive early in the game where they, they did really well. They only allowed negative three yards. So, I mean, that's not allowed, but stopped the guy and... Uh, only gave up negative three. I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I mean, this is negative three yards, and I'm used to having positive yardage on a game gain uh, in a possession. So I don't know how exactly to say it. And here on fourth and eight, they're going to punt the ball, and it's a high punt, going to be fielded right at the 25 yard line, fumbled by Sam White, and he just drops on it at the 19 yard line, and that is where the uh, Saint Cecilia Blue Hawks will start their fourth drive of the game. At the 19-yard line with 2.09 left to go here in the second quarter, our score, the Sandy Creek Cougars 10 and the St. Celia Blue Hawks. You're listening to this game on ESPN 1550 KICS. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. And back here at Duncan Field for the football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Celia Blue Hawks on first down. The Blue Hawks are going to throw the ball a little out route here to Sam Clark, and he's going to get forward for a first down and then some, and he's going to be brought down at the 35-yard line. Actually make it to 33, as that was a good first down play there by the St. Blue Hawks. a pass. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing a lot of those swing screen passes, so 
I'm not really surprised they came back to that. And here they line up out of the shotgun. For once, under center is going to be uh, Redinger, and they're going to hand the ball off to San uh, Schmidt, excuse me, on the carry there. And he's going to get forward for a few yards. As Interestingly enough, Chris White has not come back into the game since he's fumbled. Yeah, he, just, he was just about to go in, and a timeout was called there by Adam Central for some reason. Adam I mean, Central? Did I just say that? Yeah. Saint Cecilia, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Saint We've been doing of, a lot of yeah. Adam Central games this year on uh, ESPN 1550 KS, yes. But first time I've called the team wrong, at least at least I don't call my own producer's name wrong, wrong game hey, there. Hey, uh, and at the timeout taken here in the second quarter with a minute 35 left to go. Our score, the Sandy Creek Cougars 10, the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks 7. You think they'll continue with this little pass game they're doing here? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised as well in that um, I can't buffer for that long since there's a timeout like I did last time. But I think with number one, Chris White back in there, I believe he can, uh, he will probably get the ball in one one way or another. He's been pretty effective on the on the ground for them. I mean, he's only got seven yards, but he's also been a pretty good decoy as well. He's only got seven yards. It feels like he has more than that because I know he fumbled and yeah, he hasn't seen the ball That's kind of what lost it for him. He was he had five yards gained on that. He probably would have got the ball a lot more. And they've been bringing in a lot of different players to run the ball, including Rodriguez, number 21, for them. But, yeah, Rodriguez has run the ball a lot. And interestingly enough, he usually lines up as a wide receiver out there. And uh, this time he does the same as they line up with two to the left and two to the right. And Redinger is going to drop back, and he's going to sling this one deep. He has a man open, and it's just barely overthrown outside of the outstretch yards of Miles Furman. I think Miles Furman might have slowed up a little bit there as I think he could have gotten underneath that ball and maybe caught it, but nonetheless, that makes it third, second and five here for the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Yeah, I mean, that was a great throw for distance, but not quite for accuracy there. He did have a step, uh, number 20 for St. Cecilia, did uh, Furman on his uh, man that was covering him. So he could have had an opportunity if he would have got that ball placed in the right spot, but just can't really do much if you don't get the ball. And here with a minute and a half left to go in the second quarter. We have a penalty on Sandy Creek. It is holding, as I didn't see a flag come out there, but apparently he held on that defensive play. Maybe that's why I thought Miles uh, Miles Furman was uh, slowed down a little bit because it looks like they held him. And that's going to be an automatic first down here for the Blue Hawks from the 47-yard line. Yeah, I mean, not much you can do there. and Obviously, I don't expect them to come back out in that four wide set like they did and now they're coming back in regular eye here and they're going to hand the ball off to number three that's tate schmidt he's been getting all the carries since sam white came out of that game because of the fumble he gains about three or three yards on the play and that'll make it second and seven here for the uh second and eight actually for the blue hawks i mean it seems like everyone's getting a lot of carries but not many yards i've only calculated about 31 yard 32 yards excuse me for these st cecilia blue hawks on the day for rushing and chris white is back into the game and they toss the ball to him here on the near sideline he breaks the tackle gets down at the 30 the 41 yard line and he gets a first down as now st cecilia is in striking range with a 59 seconds left to go here in this first half as the clock is stopped due to this first down it'll reset once they set the ball and they have Tate Schmidt coming back into the game for Chris White here. Good third down play, second down play. Yeah, great second down play. Just a run to the outside, and it kind of helps get great block on the outside. And there's a short side run, too, which is always interesting. And here they're going to hand the ball off to number 10. That's Sam Clark on the carry. And they're going to call forward progress stopped at about the 39-yard line. So a gain of two, so that'll make it second and eight. And St. Cecilia will take their second time out of the half. And we'll take a timeout right along with them. Sandy, Crew Coug- Sandy Creek Cougars leading this football game over the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks 10-7. 
Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals for nightly specials and enjoy great food, friendly service, and the best atmosphere. Stop in before or after the game. Every Thursday night is pizza night. Or Friday is Surf and Turf, a juicy New York steak served with hand-breaded shrimp. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East at Hastings. Best of luck, teams. Back here on ESPN 1550 KICS for the football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Our score, the Sandy Creek Cougars leading over the Blue Hawks 10-7 with 41 seconds left to go here in the second quarter. But the Blue Hawks are driving the ball. They're on the Cougar 39-yard line. Lined up on the right hash mark with second and eight here as uh, we'll see what they decide to do. Wouldn't be surprised if they try to take a shot here after a timeout. Yeah, especially coming out on that four-wide set. And, yep, they are going to take a shot here. He's going to throw it deep. He has a man open, and it's going to be dropped there by Sam Clark as it was a good throw by Thomas Redinger, but it just went right through Sam Clark's hand, and it goes incomplete, and that will make it third and eight here for the Blue Hawks. A big missed opportunity there. Yeah, that was a great play, honestly, that rollout to the left side, uh, or to the far side hash, I guess, is a, a smart play, and then just throwing it deep to a wide-open guy. No one around him, he just dropped it. Obviously, that rain, which is starting to pick up, and wetness of the ball is probably affecting him on that uh, drive and catch. Yeah, we are starting to get a little bit of rain as all my papers here in the booth are starting to get wet. And here on third and eight, he's going to drop back to throw Will Redinger, and it's going to be caught out there on the far sideline by Miles Furman, a diving catch for a first down, and that'll make it first and 10 here from the 29-yard line for the uh, St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Yeah, you kind of wish to get out of bounds on that instead of doing that diving catch like he did. But nonetheless, you're moving the ball, and then you got a little bit of a time to stop the clock. If you were St. Cecilia, I'd try to run the no huddle a little bit more than huddle up every play like they have been. And here with 18 seconds left to go in the half, uh, Redinger's going to roll out to his right, and he's going to try to complete a pass to uh, Miles Furman, and it's going to go incomplete as he threw it out of bounds. And uh, with 14 seconds left to go here in the first half, the Blue Hawks will have second and 10 from the Cougar 29-yard line. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good play since he's getting all the stops or the stop in the clock with the miss uh, catch opportunity as well. But now you're on that far side hash, and you got to roll to your right if you're going to try to run that roll play again. And I don't know how confident uh, the quarterback, Redinger, is rolling that way. And Redinger's going to drop back to throw here on second down. It's going to go right through the arms of number 25 there, Jake Esch, and that's going to be incomplete. That'll make it third and ten here for the Blue Hawks as the things are kind of stalling out as they're forced to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, you got to run it a lot uh, if you're going to try and do something with this rain and wetness picking up a lot. But there's not much you can do uh, with the amount of time that they need to use as well as they call a timeout here to try and figure out what they're going to do. And here we will take a timeout right along with St. Cecilia. Our score, the Sandy Creek Cougars 10 and the Blue Hawks 7. This is Tom at Burt's Pharmacy. Flu season is upon us, and I invite you to stop by and get immunized. Flu vaccinations last approximately one year. September through October is the prime month to get vaccinated. We are here Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and on Saturday, 8.30 to noon. We can also schedule an arrangement to go to your place of work or your office and do vaccinations there. So give us a call. Burt's Pharmacy, 402-462-4466 or Burt's Downtown, 402-462-4343. 
back here at Duncan Field for the football game, high school football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Our score here is 10 to 7 as we had the windows open, but we had to close them now as the rain is starting to come down a little bit. Not a lot just yet, but it's definitely coming down. And here on third and 10, we're going to have a drop back here by Ready Journey. He's going to throw it to the far sideline incomplete as that'll make it fourth and 10 here with eight seconds left to go in the first half. Our score is the uh, Cougars 10 and the Blue Hawks 7. Uh, not a great drive there. By the Well, they got down into the green zone again, but not able to capitalize. They might go for it here on fourth down, though. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be an interesting choice to see what they do, if they're going to pass it or run. They've been doing really well in the run game, but the passing game not so much as they only have about 64 yards on 13 attempts. So not too good, but also not terrible from what we've seen. And here on this fourth down, they're going to run a little screen pass to number three here. That's Tate Schmidt on the catch, and he's going to get it first down and then some. Oh, but he's going to be dropped right around the 15-yard line, and that'll bring us to the end of the first half. We'll take a break, come back with a recap and the scoreboards, uh, scores from around the state. Then after that, we'll have an interview with uh, Hastings College Broncos head coach Tony Harper. The score here at Duncan Field, the Sandy Creek Cougars 10 and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks 7. Five Points Bank is strongly committed to investing in our community. This is what locally owned, locally managed banks do and do well. We are proud to be a leading supporter of the United Way's annual campaign. Also, we make meaningful contributions to numerous community, educational, and civic organizations in our quest to make the quality of life in our area as strong as possible. Giving back. It's part of our mission statement and helps make Hastings a great community. Five Points Bank. Locally owned, locally managed. The Better Bank. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. Do you have an aching back, a bum shoulder, or a trick knee? Does the thought of vacuuming, climbing up bleachers, or reaching for the top shelf make you cringe? Does pain keep you awake at night or prevent you from enjoying life? If so, you may need to see the orthopedic specialists at Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab of Hastings. The kind, caring, experienced staff at PTSR can help speed up your recovery. Whether you're injured on the job, at home, or at play, PTSR is the place to be. Call PTSR at 402-462-8824 or visit them at PTSR Hastings. Welcome back to the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. We are at Duncan Field for the high school football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. The Cougars leading right now at halftime, 10 to 7. And looking at scores from around the state, we have Carney um, over Papillion La Vista, 28 0 in the second quarter. And then moving on to Class B football, we have number three, York, going up against number nine, Aurora. And York is leading that game 21-20 to in the second quarter. Good game there. Holdridge is beating Lexington 22-6 to at the second quarter. Hastings losing to McCook. McCook is number five, though, and Hastings not having the greatest of years. But they're in it 3 to nothing at halftime. And then moving on to Class C1 football, the Adams Central Patriots on the road taking on Boone Central in the second quarter. That scored 20-7, to Boone Central leading. Carney Catholic. Over Minden, 7 to nothing. Columbus Lakeview is uh, steamrolling GICC, Grand Island Central Catholic, 28 to nothing. And then Fairbury is beating Southern, 65 to 6. And then in Class C2 football, 
Sandy Creek. Oh, and Hastings State Sicily, that's the game here. <laughs> that score is 10 to 7, but uh, the Gibbon and Wood River game is 7 to 7 in the second quarter. And uh, Fillmore Central is in the fourth quarter against Cross Country, and that is 21 to 14. Then Donovan Trumbull is at home playing against Southern Valley, and they're leading that game 14 to nothing. Moving on to Class D1 football, Overton losing to Elm Creek 44 to 28. McCool Junction losing to Kennesaw 61 to 9. And then South Loop is beating Amherst right now, 26 to nothing in the second quarter. And then in Class D2 football, Pleasanton is uh, beat. Actually, they beat SEM 52 to 16. Fullerton beating Cedar Bluffs 58 to 8. Blue Hill over Giltner. That's a big game, 14 to 6 in the second quarter. And then Lawrence Nelson is beating Shelton 14 to nothing in the second quarter as well. And then here our game. The St. Cecilia Blue Hawks are losing to the Sandy Creek Cougars 10 to 7. What's your thoughts on the first half so far, Blue uh, Will Ryan? <laughs> I have to call you Blue Ryan. Hey, it's I don't good. know why. Uh, I mean, it's been kind of a slow game, kind of what you expect. Well, not slow, but like in terms of pace, but kind of in terms of uh, what you're seeing. It's a lot of runs, and as such, St. Cecilia has 43 total rushing yards. Their passing yards are at 90 total between uh, Redinger and number 21 Rodriguez, who has that one single touchdown for them. Off that uh, fly sweep turned into a pass. Uh, the starting quarterback, Redinger, is 6-for-13 uh, for 74 yards. No touchdowns, obviously. And then uh, the def- on the off- the other side for Sandy Creek, uh, only the one pass attempt in the half. And then 24 rushes for 95 total yards. And they're lead- led by number uh, 17 for them. That would be Connor Crumbless, 12 attempts for 62 yards. And then defensively, they've kind of been doing – where a lot of the tackles have been coming from have been Nathan Starr has five, and then uh, number 62 and number 24, St. Cecilia. Josh Bulky and Miles Furman also have three to add to that number. And then on Sandy Creek side, they've been kind of all over the place with the tackles. Number 17 has the most with number with four. That is uh, Connor Crumbless. He's been doing a lot for them on both sides of the ball. And then number 33 and number 14 as well for them. That'd be Bailey Timmerman and Wyatt Mock, respectively. Both have three. So, I mean, the tackles and everything on the offensive side has been really run through about the same four people. There's been a lot of running back by committee for St. Cecilia. Yeah, for St. Cecilia as well, like I said, with five different guys getting a run with uh, Farmer being out. So Yeah, that's a, definitely we called it at the beginning of the game. It'll be a running back by committee here for the Blue Hawks, and that is exactly what they're doing. And they're losing right now, ten to seven. But they got off to a slow start as they were down ten to nothing. Turned the ball over a couple times, uh, but they were able to clean it up there. Yeah, I mean, like we mentioned, it the green zone was kind of their worry zone where they had that one uh, fumble by number one uh, White, and then that uh, interception by number fourteen Redinger uh, turned the ball over as well. So I mean, there's a lot of just need to clean up, clean a little things up, and uh, not turn the ball over. And they, you're right. They'd probably be ahead in this game by a lot, just like last year where they won 48-7. Uh, to 7, But They've had a lot of mistakes. Yeah, it's mistakes is what kills you, really. It's always what they say in uh, football. That is what they say. And right now, the rain is starting to come down as we've had to put the plexiglass glass back on the uh, uh, press box here. <laughs> press box here. And uh, it's uh, that might affect the second half a little bit, but both these teams like to run the ball. And especially with uh, St. Cecilia not only down three, I'm sure they won't pass it nearly as much as they did in that first half, as long as they keep the game close, because they're a running team. Yeah, I mean, of the last eight passes, only two of them, have, or sorry, seven passes, only two of them have been completed. 
that's not a good number to have. And that's about when the rain started to start, started to begin, was when that uh, whole drive started with them. After that, that very last drive, three of about nine, totally for them. And the rain is really starting to come down. I'm sure it'll just get worse by the time the second half starts. But we will take a break, and we'll have a uh, Mike Will will have an interview with Tony Harper after the break. You're listening to this game on ESPN 1550 KICS. The team at Klein Insurance has a winning record of service offering home, auto, business, farm, and crop insurance. If you want to score big with service and great rates, stop by 710 South Burlington or call 463-1256 and let the Klein Insurance team win you over. Jackson's Car Corner has built a reputation for high-quality hand-picked vehicles. Good, clean, low-mileage cars, vans, and pickups. Stop by today and see them at Jackson's Car Corner, 3rd and Colorado in downtown Hastings, where our customers send their friends. Hi, I'm Ann. I'm Dana. And I'm Connie. And And we're we're New View Real Estate. New View Real Estate is so much more than just an ordinary real estate company. What's the difference between New View Real Estate and a traditional realtor? We are full service for less. We can sell your home for $29.95 plus 3%, keeping more money in your pocket. And we can also find you the home of your dreams. Our family team spirit makes it all about you and your needs. Contact us today or online at newviewofhastings.com. When you need body work, call Sealy Body Shop in Hastings. Sealy's uses environmentally friendly products from PPG. Sealy's offers complete collision repair and restoration. Sealy's Body Shop, the name you trust, at 201 South Hastings Avenue in Hastings. Keith's Drive In Drug and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy always give you the fast, friendly service you've come to expect over the years. From prescription drugs to over the counter medications, trust Keith's Drive In Drug at 5th and Hastings and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy in Hastings Medical Park. And we're back at halftime. Hastings College will be in action tomorrow. they got a home ball game as they take on the Briarcliff Chargers. I spent a couple minutes with Hastings head coach Tony Harper, and coach says so far so good. A victory last week over Concordia, and I thought was a, a very uh, solid football game for you guys. It, it was, and I think you hit it on the head when you said solid. It wasn't spectacular. It wasn't great. Uh, it wasn't below average. I thought it was a very solid football game um, in two of the three phases. Obviously, there's one phase I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but uh, I think the big thing with our guys is they came out on a short work week. They only had three practices, and they were focused, and they came out and played good football. Defense, I think, has been uh, maybe the, the biggest difference from a couple of years ago to today. Our defense, I think, is playing extremely well. They're playing hard. I think Coach Valentine at the D-line, Coach Hinchy at the linebackers, and Coach McKeever in the secondary are doing a very good job of all of us being on the same page, I think. But more importantly, our guys are taking a little bit more pride in it than what they have, and I think they're understanding You know, we're a little bit older than what we have been in the past, and our guys understand what we're, what we're expected out of them and their fits and everything. Nine turnovers as far as the turnover margin is concerned you're you're number one in the conference in that category that goes a long way you can decide a lot of football games when you're plus nine it, it really does because when you start when you lose that football i mean it's kind of like a dagger in the heart and when you get that football it gives you a little bit more confidence that we can be a little bit more aggressive and then when you're able to turn it into to scores you know we got a safety a couple weeks ago we had a pick six last week i think the guys as long as they're understanding what their responsibility is, it just gives them a little bit more confidence and it feeds into the offense because now the offense gets to hopefully work with a short field and uh, gives them a little bit more confidence as they come out there. You were able to hold on to the ball uh, quite a bit last week against Concordia, like 40 minutes time of possession. You had 40 minutes. You can do a lot of damage in 40 minutes. You really can, mentally and physically. Yeah. I mean, you can wear them out and, and get after them, and I thought it was great by our offense. You know, you're talking about turnovers for the defense. Let's flip it around to the offense. When when you hold the ball for 40 minutes plus, and you, I think, did we, I think we turned the ball over one time last week, but 
that's pretty impressive when you can have the football that long and you only turn the ball over one time. Now, obviously, Coach Head's going to be upset that we turned it over one time, but um, that shows a lot of ball security and a lot of consistency. So it's a Concordia, rather a Briarcliff tomorrow at a home, a team that is 0-6 in the season. They're 0-3 in the conference. Everybody's going to say, uh, we should be able to handle this ball game, but you, you kind of dove into these guys. They've had uh, they've been in a lot of good ball games with uh, their opponents this year. Completely different football team than what we've seen the past few years from them. And I think number one is their health wise. You know they're they're keeping a lot of their guys healthy. They haven't lost a lot of guys due to injuries. Number one, I think number two, um, they run a, a power type of scheme offensively, and that that will that will wear on defenses, especially some of the smaller ones like we are. They're big up front offensively, and then their defense is back to an even front with a one high safety look, and that allows them to get eight nine guys to the box. And when you're a team that likes to run the football like we do, then that's going to be you know very important that we get a hat on a hat. We've got a new uh, head coach up there, a guy who's got some uh, Division One experience, so he's been around. He, he he knows how to win. He really does. And if you look at his staff, he's got guys that have been junior college out west. He's got some other guys that played D two or played Division One with him over there when he was at Liberty. Um, there's a lot of a lot of credibility. And uh, they, they are expecting a lot out of those guys. You can tell just by how they're playing, the energy that they have, that they're believing. They, they want to run the football uh, tomorrow, so they want to control the clock and maybe keep us off of the field, kind of uh, reverse psychology here. Yeah, and that's something our defense is going to have to make sure we take care of. You know, we're, we're a little banged up over there, but that's no excuse. What we got to make sure is we got to understand the situation down and distant. More importantly, if we can recognize their formations and make sure we communicate on what we're going to get. But that's the big thing. You got to win third down. You got to win third down. You got to win the red zone, and you got to win the turnover battle. And if we've been able to do that in the majority of all the games so far this year, and, and we're going to get one of our biggest tests tomorrow. They've got a uh, good quarterback and a couple of uh, good, solid running backs too. I really like their quarterback, and I don't know if he came into the season as a starter or what, but I think he's a very solid football player. He's very good about keeping his eyes downfield. He's very good about extending the football plays. If he needs to, he's going to take off and run. Uh, but he's always, you know, he's always going to fall forward and look for that outlet there. And then you look at their backs; they play two of them. Sometimes they put him in on the field at the same time, kind of like Coach Head does with Travis and uh, and and uh, Taj. We got to make sure we identify because they are both bigger backs than we've seen the majority this year. They've had some problems on defense, uh, giving up a lot of points, a lot of yards over there, but they got a couple of guys that can uh, really hit you. I'll tell you what, what they've done is they've overloaded that box, and they're just daring you to, to be able to run the football. And they got a defensive lineman that you pointed out that has, you know, he's a, he's a very disruptive force. Um, they're, we have an inside linebacker that, man, he's going to get his run read, and he's going to go, and he's going to come with, with a purpose. And I think he's a very good football player. Their safety could be one of the better safeties we've seen all year. He's very good going hash to ha- or sideline to sideline. He gets off the hash pretty quick, and he will deliver a pop if you come across the middle. So we got to make sure we don't float the ball and we get nice tight. Everybody's saying, Coach, that's all coach talk, but this is a, a team that you give them just a, a little a little glimmer of hope that they can stay in this football game. It could be a tough one tomorrow. Well, I mean, you know, if you want facts, let's look back the past couple of years. I mean, the games have been close. They beat us in 13. Um, you know, they're playing a lot more people, a lot more tough. They had to lead against Northwestern College, which is one of the top 15 teams in the nation. They were head-to-head with Doan, Doan University last weekend up there up until halftime. So this is a very good football team. They're very athletic, and that's probably been our biggest challenge this week with the guys. And we flat-out told them this. He goes, listen, guys, we haven't been in this position for a while. You can't worry about who we're playing, where we're playing, and what time we're playing. You got to worry about yourself, and you got to worry about your job. And if you think these guys are going to come in here and just kind of oh, we're Hastings and, and move on, that ain't going to happen. 
they we have a target on ourselves now so we got to make sure we continue to do our job and make sure we understand that we're playing for each other what are you telling your guys what do we have to do Special teams has to be fixed on kickoff cover. We got to be able to, to make them drive that length of the field. We got to tackle. We got to understand what scheme they're doing when they're kicking us out, and when they're doubling us. So special teams, we got to clean up that kickoff. Excuse me, we got to clean up that kickoff a lot better. Offensively, we have to continue to reestablish the line of scrimmage. We got to get some other guys involved. Number one, we got to be able to create some mismatches, whether it's on the edge or whether it's in the passing game. But we have to spread that ball around a little bit more. And then defensively, we have to take away the run. I mean, they are very physical. They're very good at what they do, and so we got to be able to put them in, in second and third down long situations. Okay, see you tomorrow. Thank you. Kickoff will be at one o'clock tomorrow on the air with a pregame show at twelve o'clock noon on twelve thirty KHAS. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply has been serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest since 1946 with over 70 years of service. The Plumbing Showroom is a division of Coley Pipe and Steel Supply with a full line of kitchen and bath products. If you are building a new home or remodeling, stop at the Plumbing Showroom, 500 West South Street, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., evening and Saturday by appointment. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply and the Plumbing Showroom, both on West South Street in Hastings. Welcome back to the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. We're going to take this time to thank some sponsors here. Uh, Pro Team Designs, Physical Therapy, and Sports Rehab, Five Points Nash, or Five Points Bank of Hastings as well. Thank you for all you do in the Hastings community. And here is the kickoff for the start of the second half for the football game between the Santa Cruz Cougars and the St. Celia Blue Hawks. The Cougars are leading 7 and nothing. It's going to be fielded there by the Blue Hawks. He's going to get past the 20, past the 30, and he's going to be tackled right around the 30-yard line as that is where St. Cecilia will start their first drive of the second half, first and 10 from about the 31-yard line here for the Blue Hawks. Yeah, the rain's really starting to come down a little bit now. Yes, it is. <laughs> it it's getting a little windy half, too, yeah. Yeah, it's just been – it's just bad weather overall. Not, just not for it's football. It's not bad weather. It's football weather it's football right weather. now. It's bad weather for commentating though. And uh, – <laughs> We could see some lightning come, though. So we, there's a chance we see a delay. We're not. We're hoping that doesn't happen as we have 11.54 in the third quarter as the third quarter just got underway. Here on first and 10, they're going to hand the ball off to Chris White as he's back in the game, and he's going to be tackled right around the line of scrimmage for a gain of uh, nothing there on first down, and that'll make it second and 10 here for the Blue Hawks from the 30-yard line. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing much going there. When, you're, when it's this kind of weather, you kind of expect a run to happen as well. Um, Number three is checked in. They've kind of been doing that a little bit to end the first half as well, doing that running back by committee with uh, Chris White and then Tate Schmidt as and well. And don't forget about Rodriguez as well. Rodriguez, yeah. Luke, and he has that touchdown pass. And here on second and ten, they're going to hand the ball off to Tate Schmidt. And he's actually that was uh, Redinger on the carry. And he gets forward for a few yards, and that'll make it third and six here for the Blue Hawks. Yeah, I mean, there's this is what really has got to get going here for St. Cecilia is the run game. They – like I mentioned at halftime, they only had 43 total yards, and now they only have uh, 44. So, or yeah, 44. Excuse me. Yeah, they need to kick things in gear here in the second half. Third and six here for the Blue Hawks. Redinger's going to drop back. He's going to throw it to the far sideline. It's going to be almost picked off again, but dropped by the cornerback there for the Cougars, and that'll make it fourth and six here for the Blue Hawks. They're just not able to get anything going on offense there. Come up with a three and out to start the second half. Not quite sure what they're thinking there with that pass. I mean, it's really bad weather, like we said, and I'm probably going to keep harping on that with uh, everything that comes along. And then you got the factor of they haven't really completed much as there's only been seven completions on 15 attempts. 
That's a lot for St. Cecilia, too. 15 attempts. Yeah. Yeah, we will uh, see what they decide to do here on 4th and 6. It looks like they are going to punt it, and they are going to punt it, and the punt is away. It's a very high punt. Not going very far, though. It's going to be fielded at about the 30-yard line and dropped. The ball is still free. It's rolling around, and it's picked up by the Cougars there as they were able to fall back on it and avoid the costly turnover. And the Cougars will start this drive with 1st and 10 from it looks like about the 25-yard line. They could have had it about the 35-30 had they not fumbled there. Yeah, I mean, it. it's starting to get a little bit sloppy here. Obviously, it's the weather, but uh, that even the kickoff was kind of muffed around for a couple seconds there, and then that punt as well. I mean, you're not going to get a lot to go right for you in the any catching department tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a tough second half for, for both teams offensively as they uh, will look to get things going here. And here on first and 10, they're going to hand the ball off to their running back, uh, Connor Crumbless, and he's going to get forward for a couple yards. A gain of about two or three there on first down, and that'll make it second and seven here for the Sandy Creek Cougars. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be much. There wasn't much going on there, excuse me, on that dry, on that play. This is running to that right side, which has kind of been the strength for St. Cecilia today. Haven't allowed much to the right. All the left side has been uh, very big gashes for runs and yardage. Yeah, that's where they've been getting their big runs is on the left side. And here they line up in that same Maryland eye formation, and they're going to run it to the right side this time. He's going to get forward for uh, quite a few yards. He's going to break a tackle, and he's going to be dropped right near the 40-yard line. He gets a first down, gain of almost 15 there on the run, probably 14 yards, and that'll make it first and 10 from the 39-yard line here for the Cougars as they're able to get a little something going in the second half. Yeah, that's 14 carries there for Crumbless, 78 yards. Uh, no touchdowns as that one was kind of uh, – Snake there by number 10, the quarterback for the Cougars, uh, Dylan Schweer. But nonetheless, had a pretty good day from him. And here they line up with uh, four men in the backfield. They're going to hand the ball off to the fullback, and he's going to get tackled right at the line of scrimmage. The ball comes out. St. Cecilia says they have it. We'll see what the official call is. And they're celebrating, and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks do have the football. A big turnover there by the Sandy Creek Cougars, and the Seahawks, or the Blue Hawks, will get the ball back in excellent field position. Yeah, that was Timmerman that did get that ball and coughed it up. They were their leading rusher on the season in terms of uh, rush yards per game. Honestly, I'm confused. I mean, they've been running it by committee, like with him and Timmerman and number 17, Connor Crumbless, and then even Schweer getting into it a little bit. But curious why they'd go back to him and not Schweer or uh, 17. And here on first down, excuse me, here on first down, the St. Celia Blue Hawks are going to hand the ball off to Chris White. And he's going to be tackled right at the line of scrimmage for a gain of nothing. And that'll make it second and 10 here from the 41-yard line for the Blue Hawks as they sub out Chris White and Tate Schmidt comes in. Yeah, just like they always do, just taking him out, taking out White and putting in uh, Schmidt. Been pretty consistent with that throughout the game as well. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a running back by duo here almost. Because Rodriguez doesn't get a lot of carries as he is out there on the wide receiver. And and here on second and 10, it's going to be a fumble. The ball's on the ground. But Redinger is able to fall right back on top of it. Nonetheless, that'll be a loss of a yard there and a loss of a down, basically. That'll make it third and 11 here for the Blue Hawks is they really don't want to squander this great opportunity they've been handed. You don't know how many opportunities you're going to get in a, in a game like this with the weather conditions so kind of uh, rainy and foggy and windy now. It's a tough weather to play in, so they need to take advantage of this turnover. Yeah, most definitely. And I don't see... Uh what else do they do besides run the ball a little bit here? And here they do run the ball with Chris White, and he's going to be met at the original line of scrimmage. He gets a few yards there, maybe four, and that'll make it fourth and eight here 
for the Blue Hawks as they are not able to capitalize on that turnover. We'll see what they decide to do, though, here on this fourth down play. I'm assuming they're probably not going to punt based on where the position is, and looks like they're coming out in that four-wide set with the one tailback just to his left, and assuming it's just going to be a run here, maybe a little screen pass or something. And here they're going to throw the ball over the middle to Farmer, and he drops it as Furman, excuse me, Miles Furman was the intended receiver, and he dropped it. He was open for the first down as uh, Redinger put a good pass on it, and Furmer just wasn't able, Furman wasn't able to come down with it, and that is a turnover on downs here for the Blue Hawks as the Cougars get the ball back. Yeah, not much lost there if you're the Cougars, maybe a couple of yards, but basically about where you were just in the last drive, so it'll be interesting to see if they're going to go back to what their game plan was or change it up a little bit based, just based on where they're at. Yeah, and here on first and 10, the Cougars start the, their drive at the 38-yard line with 7.57 left to go here in the third quarter. They're going to hand the ball off to Crumbless, and he's going to get forward for maybe a yard, and that'll make it second and nine here for the Sandy Creek Cougars. Yeah, he's been the featured back tonight. Obviously, like I mentioned, 15 carries now for Crumbless, and I don't expect that number to to not go up by a significant amount over the rest of this game. It's going to be running basically a crumbless show for us to try yeah. to run the clock out. Yeah, here that's – I mean, it's going to be tough to score here in the second half. And here they hand the ball off to the fullback for the Cougars, and he gets a gain of maybe one, maybe two. Give him a gain of one, and that will make it third and eight. Uh, tough third and eight here for the Sandy Creek Cougars. If you've been listening to us all season, these teams aren't the Adam Central Patriots on offense. No, I mean, they're kind of they're kind of – Focusing a little bit like uh, Adam Central would where they focus at Conant. Now Crumbly has been the focus of this game. Not as much of uh, not as much of a focus as we've seen when we call, call Adam Central games. Uh, Conant for Adam Central gets about 40 carries, a little bit less per game. And he's only, Crumbly's only got 15, so I mean it's a little bit different, but still pretty big numbers from him so far today. And here on third and seven. And we have two different guys jump uh, false start and offside here. They're going to call a false start on Saints or excuse me, uh, Sandy Creek Cougars. That'll move them back five yards. That'll make it third and twelve. And uh, we had a guy on the defensive line jump and a guy on the offensive line, but they call a false start on the offensive line of the Sandy Creek Cougars. Is this rain's really starting to come down and it's really starting to get windy? We had such a calm smooth first quarter and then ever since it's just been getting progressively worse in terms of the weather and that rain or not the rain but the wind excuse me has been coming from sideline to sideline so end zone end zone and i wonder how much that's going to affect the passing game obviously you see and the, the punting game and the punting game too even kicking game yeah, anything, everything really, really yeah except for running <laughs> and here we have another flag pre-snap 621 left to go here in this third quarter and uh the cougars are getting moved back again that's another illegal procedure on them that's going to make a third and 16 here Third, and in a game like this, that might as well be third and a mile. Third, and you're not going to get it, basically. Yeah. I, I would be willing to say I'm 99.99% sure they won't get the first down here on third and 16. See, I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, are you sure they're not going to get it like you did to me? I'm 100% but, positive. Hey, okay, as long as you're admitting it. All right, six minutes left to go here in the third quarter. Third and 16 here to go for the Sandy Creek Cougars, and they're just going to run the ball here with Crumbless. And he's going to get tackled right near the line of scrimmage. Maybe a gain of two there. And that'll be fourth and 14 here for the Blue Hawks with 5.50 left to go in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, there's not not much you can do there on third and forever, like you said. But 
Third in a bus ride. Third in a bus ride, whatever you want to call it. And uh, running's the best option here. You don't want to try and give it up at all. Two yards is better than no yard. You get a pretty pretty good punt off, hopefully. We'll see with that win going from sideline to sideline, like you said. And here is the punt. It's almost blocked, and it's a high punt. It's going to be dropping at the 45-yard line. Going to take a Cougars bounce to the 40, and that's where it will be down. And that is where the Blue Hawks will start their second drive of the second half. First and 10 from the 40-yard line. 60 yards to Pater, and they need to get some scoring going here before this weather just gets worse. Yeah, if you can get that lead and then uh, get into the uh, the the flagpole, yeah, it looks like it's about there. to come off as the wind has really picked up here. At yeah. Saints, or at Duncan Field, excuse me. I don't think I've ever seen. It. I've been at Duncan quite a bit over my four years at Hastings College, and I've never seen this kind of wind here at Duncan with the pole being stretched exactly like that. The wind is fierce um, here at Duncan Field, and we're going to have a timeout here by St. Cecilia, and we will take a timeout right along with them as our score here at Duncan Field is the Sandy Creek Cougars 10 and the St. Cecilia Bluehawks 7. No matter how cold it is outside, you can keep warm and toasty inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Affordable, quiet, and reliable. You can count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Rutz Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer in Hastings and Kearney, to learn how you can move up to a new level of comfort and efficiency this season. Back here on ESPN 1550 KSES for the high school football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. It's kind of interesting there by uh, Carl Tesmer to call a timeout before the drive's even started as we have the train coming through here at Duncan Field. And here on first down, they're going to run the ball with number 25. That's Jake Ashkin. He's going to get forward for a gain of about five on first down. And that'll make it second and five. A lot of fives there for the uh, St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Yeah, that's his first run of the game for Jake Ash. He's been in the passing game a little bit, featured, but not much else. They haven't called his name too much on the day. Uh, I assume that they're probably just going to keep trying to run that little fly sweep as it's been working for them, even with Rodriguez. Yeah, and he had a pass out of that fly yeah. sweep earlier for that touchdown, that exciting touchdown that happened uh, late in the second quarter. 4.40 left to go in the third quarter. Our score is 10-7. to 7. Here they're going to hand the ball off to uh, number 25 again. Ashkan the carry, and he's going to get forward, tackled near the first down marker, and he's going to be just ahead of it as he crosses midfield, and they will give him a first down, but a penalty marker is down on the play. We will check that flag and it's in the area of holding. But last time I said that, it was actually a personal foul face mask on the Cougars. But it seems like it will be a hold. And, yes, it is a holding on the St. Cecilia Bluehawks. And that will push them back 10 yards. And that is not the kind of penalties you want in a game like this where it's already going to be hard to get yards on offense. Most definitely. I mean, you never want penalties, honestly, obviously. But when you got that first down and you're trying to drive a little bit, that's going to kill the drive momentum, everything that you got. And then on top of that, you're losing the yardage as well. You're losing essentially 20 yards on that play because of how much uh, yardage he got. Yeah, here on second and 20 for the Blue Hawks. They have second and 20 from their own 30-yard line. They line up in the shotgun with one, two receivers to the left and one to the right. Redinger's going to drop back, and he's going to throw it deep. He has a man there, and it's almost intercepted as the wind really just took that ball away. Redinger didn't want to throw it, 
And uh, if that's a sign of how hard it's going to be to pass the ball, I think they'd have a better chance of running the ball instead of passing it all because this wind is something else right now. Yeah, as it's, it's calmed down a little bit, but it just keeps uh, fluctuating. Yeah, knowing how Hastings is and how the – especially out at Duncan, how the weather can change in a minute, especially the wind. The uh, stadium, new renovations that they did about four years ago were kind of blocks it a little bit, but it'll, it'll stop it for a minute and then it'll be right back up as it's picked up again and bending the pole once more. Yep, yep. And here on third and 20, they're going to hand the ball off here to uh, Chris White and he's going to get forward oh, for a few yards. Yeah. It was just a concession play, basically. And that'll make it fourth and 17 here for the Blue Hawks. And uh, it's going to be like this for the rest of the night. Just defensive grind it out. Hopefully. I think what you got to hope for is just one big play. Yeah, I mean, and obviously it'd be great if it's in the pass play so you can say, hey, we threw it in the wind and we got away with it and get a little bit of confidence there for your quarterback and offensive coordinator and all that. But I'm, I'd am put more money on the uh, rushing play getting a big play. Or a defensive play too. Yeah, defense as well. Um, and here on fourth and 15, they're going to punt the ball away and it's a high punt and it's going to be down right around the 20-yard line. Pretty good punt there. No Noah McNicky though. Oh, no. As people who have been listening to us, they, they know me and my broadcast partner, Will Ryan. We love that kid, Noah McNicky from the Adam Central Patriots. He has, what, like 20 punts inside the 20 this year? I He's mean, a great, was, and, he did, and the offense for Adam Central is pretty good. He's a great punter. Yeah, he just, I think it's about 11 is what it is, actually. It's, I know it's in the I mean, teens. Yeah, it's in the teens. It's a lot. He had about five last game, yep. so, which was most impressive to me. He's getting five in a game. is very, very impressive and hard to do. And here on first and 10, they're going to run the ball or the Sandy Creek Cougars, and they're going to get forward for a few yards there on first down. That'll make it second and seven. And that's all you can really hope for in weather like this is just to get a few yards, keep pounding that rock, and uh, play the field position, especially if you're the Cougars who are leading this game right now 10 to 7 over the Blue Hawks with 3.15 left to go in the third quarter. Is This uh, third quarter is kind of zooming by. Yeah, I mean, and that's probably the perfect thing for both these teams. They don't want to get a delay, kind of kill any momentum or anything. So. I mean, it's been it's kind of nice to get a little bit of a quicker game as well in this for all sides of the ball. And uh, with three minutes left to go here in the third quarter, things are starting to get wet here at Duncan Field as we have a mishandle on the snap here, but they're able to get the handoff off. He's not going to go anywhere, though. In fact, he loses a yard, and that'll make it third and seven here. Actually, they gave him a gain of three there. I guess my eyes deceived me on that one. I've never been off that that much. That was a four-yard uh, difference. I thought it was a loss of one. It was actually a gain of three. That'll make it third and three here for the Blue Hawks. Our scoreboard says third and 39, but that's not right. I mean, I'm going to say give you the benefit of the doubt and blame the rain out here on the plexiglass. Uh, can't really see it through it that well, but we're making it work. And here on third and three, the Sandy Creek Cougars are going to line up in that heavy set formation, the Maryland Eye. And uh, they probably will run the ball out of this. They have run play action a couple times out of this formation, though. But here they don't run play action. They run the ball with uh, Crumbless, and he break, tries to break a tackle, but he's uh, shoelace tackled there by Sam White. Great tackle. He's going to be close to a first down, and they're going to give him a first down. As that looked extremely close. I wasn't sure if he got it there, but they give it to him nonetheless, and that'll make it first and 10 here for the Cougars. Yeah, 92 yards for him so far, and basically the feature back, he's got about 20 carries on the day. A little bit less, 19 will give him 92 yards and then no touchdowns yet, but very productive day from him. 
And that uh, flagpole sure is churning as this wind is coming down. A minute 45 left to go here in the third. They lined up in that Maryland eye formation again to the Cougars. They're going to hand it off to here again to Crumbus. The ball comes free, and it's picked up by St. Cecilia. The ball just popped out there. Noah Daly on the recovery, and that is another turnover here in this second half. Two fumbles by the Cougars, but the first one the Blue Hawks weren't able to capitalize on. We'll see what they do this time. It's about the same area that they got in last time. Hope... Uh, Hopefully for them they can make their offense do a little bit more than what they've done all game and move and that, the ball just a little bit. And that is the second fumble there by Crumbless. I'm um, sure they got to start getting worried about. It's really, I mean, it is his fault, but it's the weather too at the same time. And uh, that was his first fumble, I guess. So it was a different fumble the first time here in the second half. Sam White on the carry here on first down, and he's going to get forward for about five yards, and that'll make it second and five from the 44-yard line here for the Blue Hawks. Is as a... Probably their best play of the second half so far. Yeah, I think so. Five yards, and yeah, it statistically is tied with two, uh, one other play, excuse me, and then the no passing plays. Going back to what you mentioned, Timmerman was the other one who had that ah, fumble. Ah, Timmerman. Yeah, I mean, they've yes, been using both right. those exact same amounts, so it's easy to confuse it. And here they're going to hand the ball off to Tate Schmidt. Tate Schmidt finds a hole, gets through the hole, gets to the 30 or the 40, and he's going to get a first down and then some brought down past the 35-yard line. And that'll be a first and 10 here for the Blue Hawks as they're starting to knock on the door. This is an opportunity here to take the lead. We have a minute left here to go in the third quarter. Not a lot of chances left for the Blue Hawks. Yeah, that was Tate Schmidt's uh, first carry of the second half. Went for 10 yards. That's a pretty good number there for him. You probably expect a little bit more of the similar. And here Chris White's lined up in the backfield. The ball comes free again, and it's picked up. By the Sandy Creek Cougars, another turnover as things are getting really sloppy here at Duncan Field. The ball came out, Chris White's second fumble of the day, and that is their third turnover of the day for the Blue Hawks. That's the fifth overall between both of these teams. Yep. Something obviously you never want to see is turnovers, and especially in this kind of game, it's hard to avoid them, and it just kills you. Three for the uh Blue Hawks. It's like you said, though, the ball gets really wet, really really heavy, too, because it kind of not inflates, but it gets bigger and thicker. You know what I mean? Yeah, it gets heavier. Heavier, yes. Just because the leather absorbs the water a little bit, then it's harder to hold on to because the leather is slick as well. It's almost harder to do everything with it. Throw it, hold on to it, kick it, catch it. Yeah. So here on first and 10, they're going to hand the ball off to uh, Crumbless, and he's going to get a couple yards there on first down play, and that'll make it second and eight here for the Sandy Creek Cougars with 30 seconds left to go in the third quarter. I mean, there's probably not going to be much less, much of the similar here uh, going into this fourth quarter. I'm assuming there's probably going to be one more play here. But Sandy Creek's probably going to try and kill as much clock as they can here. Yeah, try to get out of here with a 10-7 victory because that's what it's looking like is going to happen is no team can move the ball without fumbling it. And here on second and seven, they're going to hand the ball off to uh, the fullback, and he's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage for a gain of nothing. And that'll make it third and seven as we go to the fourth quarter uh, with our score here. The Sandy Creek Cougars, 10, and the St. Cecilia Bluehawks, 7. You're listening to this game on ESPN 1550 KICS. At Nationwide, our agents go above and beyond to understand and protect what matters most to you. Our local Nationwide agents are a part of our member-driven community where serving members' needs is our priority. Call Nationwide Agent Insurance Plus Financial Services in Hastings and Fairfield, 402-461-4465. Nationwide is on your side. Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates, Columbus, Ohio, subject to underwriting guidelines, review, and approval. 
back here at Duncan Field for the football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Cougars leading this game 10 to 7. Uh, you are listening to us in the Husker Power Products broadcast booth, powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. We'd also like to thank, take this time to thank some sponsors Vaughn's Printing, Barney Insurance, Maryland Healthcare, and Rivals Bar and Grill. Also, if you had another game, we'd love to get the score updates from you. Call or text the score updates to 308-646-0506. We'll add it to our football live football scoreboard found at platteverpreps.com. We can also listen to other games there. The only one on that today is 1230 KHAS, the Adams Central game against Boone Central. And here we got the... That score is 26-7 to over in Boone. Um, Adams Central is losing that game. And here with uh, 11.56 left to go here in the first, in the fourth quarter, Connor Crumbless gets a first down there on second and six, and that'll make it a first and ten here from the 43-yard line for the Blue Hawks as they're trying to put this game away. If they get a touchdown here, which I don't know if how, how possible that is with this uh, horrendous weather, but if they do, that'll basically put the game away. Yeah, with only 12 minutes left in the game. Obviously, that's how long quarters are, so... Uh, 12 minutes left. You can try and do something if you're uh, St. Cecilia, but not much has been working for them lately, especially in this half. So we'll see what they come out with. And here the Sandy Creek Cougars are going to run the ball here on first down, and it's going to be a gain of uh, about one as they're not able to get much, and that'll make it second and nine here for the Cougars. All they want to do is kill this clock and get out of here with this win is this weather. If you look outside your window right now, if you live in the city of Hastings, you can just see windy, rainy, wet, not ideal weather for football. We were calling it football weather earlier, but this has turned into some real ugly football here in the second half. Yeah, and then obviously with that weather as well, you're kind of going to get a more sloppy game. We mentioned it right uh, at the end of that third quarter. Five turnovers for the whole uh, game between both teams, and then th- two for Sandy Creek in the last quarter. So interesting, last two drives especially, actually. Interesting to see what they do if they don't try and uh, have a turnover on this drive. Yeah, they're they're hoping not to have a turnover I mean, yeah, here. I'd hope not either if I was the coach. And here the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks take their first time out of the second half, and we will take a timeout with them. Our score here, the Sandy Creek Cougars, 10, and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks, 7. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family, providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. Here, the Sandy Creek Cougars lining up for the second and eight plays. They lead 10-7 over the St. Celia Blue Hawks with 10.52 left to go here in the fourth. They hand the ball off to nobody. It's going to be held there by the quarterback, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield. I think we had some miscommunication there, but uh, Dylan Schwer was just uh, not able to hand it off to anybody. He's tackled in the backfield. And he'll be tackled right back at the original line of scrimmage, and that'll make it third and ten here for the Cougars. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot that you could do on that play once it's a bad miscommunication, and then everything just get, uh, falls apart, broken play. Kind of just um, got to do what he did and try and make something out of nothing. Just can't really do it in this kind of conditions. Yeah, it's a uh, tough conditions to play out here. I never like playing in these kind of football games. They've always been they're tough to play in. 
And here on third and 11, they line up in that Maryland eye formation. And they're going to do a little toss play to Crumbless. Crumbless gets to the outside, but he's not able to shake that first tackler. He's going to get past the original line of scrimmage, past the midfield, but he's going to be brought down right around the 48. And that'll make it fourth and nine here for the Blue Hawks. Yeah, the Cougars are probably going to punt here on this. Oh, the Cougars, uh, excuse me. Yes, the Cougars, <laughs> not the Blue Hawks. Uh, the Cougars are probably going to try and punt here. I mean, can't do much like we said. Obviously, if you're fourth and eight, fourth and nine, somewhere in that range, you're not going to be able to pull off a pretty big drive, a pretty big play. I'm like, and they haven't really been doing that much as well, this uh, drive, even this half. And here on the punt, the ball is loose. It uh, is fumbled, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield as he was able to pick it up. The ball still free, and it rolls out of bounds right around the 20-yard line. This is going to be a big opportunity here for the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks as that was a mess of a game. Miles Furman on the recovery there as the ball came free, and uh, the Seahawks are going to have good, good field position. We'll see where they mark him down at. Looks like they're going to mark him at the 30. Looked like the ball went out of bounds around the 20 there. I'm not sure really what happened. That was a mess of a play, but nonetheless, that's our fourth turnover here in the second half alone. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's not much you can do on that. I, I think they're moving it back actually out to the 40. Huh. Looks like uh, I what I saw was uh, I, I don't know if I saw it completely well either. I was trying to look through a bunch of people and in the rain and the rain and, and the plexiglass everything and he, it was hard to see and what I saw was he tried to throw the ball for some reason. He tried to throw it. That's what I saw. Oh man, I wish I could have seen that. I couldn't really tell <laughs> what he tried to do with it. That's that's just what I'm assuming. And then. Uh, obviously, when you're trying to throw, oh, a wet they ball. did just—they called him for intentional grounding. Oh, so, so he okay, tried so to right. throw it. Yeah, I was correct. All right, look at that. <laughs> wow, uh, what a what a wild sequence of events there by the Sandy Creek Cougars. Yeah, they're, with that intentional grounding penalty too, they're going to get it at about the 30. It looks like. Yeah, so which be it looks like great. the 28-yard line here is where they're going to mark the ball, and that is where this is great for the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. This is a big opportunity for them to take the lead here if they can punch it into the end zone as they're back in the green zone. Here they're going to hand the ball off to Chris White, and he's going to be tackled behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of about one, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. That'll make it second and 11, we'll call it here, for the uh, St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be much here. <laughs> um, <the Cougars laughs> I think gonna, you would say that all second half. Yeah, I know. There's I, not going to be much I, here. <laughs> that's kind of why I giggled, just because I'm like, ah, I've broken record with that. But, but there's really not much going any for either offense. And here on second and 10, they're going to pitch the ball here to Sam White. And he's going to be Chris White, excuse me. He's going to be tackled in the backfield for a loss. That'll make it third and 12 here for the uh, St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. It looks like they're, they might squander this great opportunity. 8.30 left to go. I said this last opportunity they have. Not many opportunities going to be left in this game with how uh, bad the weather is. Yeah, and each team knows that all the, the other team's going to do on offense is run the ball, which is kind of why I've been saying that there's been nothing uh, to do there. <laughs> nothing there, whatever you want to call it. And it's basically true and here on third and 12 they're gonna run a little play action pass to the flat they got sam cook wide open he gets a first down and then more he breaks a tackle he's gonna be into the end zone touchdown blue hawks as we do have a flag on the play i'm not sure it looks like there's a flag on the play i heard a few whistles there if that helps any in that that is a yep, flag a pl so. flag is on the plays that was a big touchdown there by Sam Clark, but we will see what the call is, as it looks like St. Cecilia is staying around where the original line of scrimmage is waiting for this call. Not sure what's going to happen. It's in the area of holding, though, and we're just waiting on the call from the white hat as he's walking towards midfield, and it is holding. 
on wow. St. Cecilia. So bring that 30-yard touchdown back and make it third and 20 for the Blue Hawks. Tough penalty there. That is, if that's not a drive killer, that might be a game killer. Yes, a game. Could've, that's a good way to put it because that could just very well do it in for the Blue Hawks if they don't get a first down here. Especially with Sandy Creek kind of coming back on this. Uh, those past couple of, the, sorry, the Sandy Creek not doing much and St. Cecilia getting really good uh, defensive play. It actually is going to be a manageable third down as it's third and six as the holding call was called way downfield, but we it's still nonetheless going to be a third down here. They're going to hand the ball off to Sam uh, Chris White, actually, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield for a loss, and that'll be make it fourth and seven here for the Blue Hawks. Big decision here for Carl Tesmer. What would our uh, Will Ryan do in this situation? Well, considering you're at the a little uh, inside the 25, there's not going to be much you can do. The passing play kind of ruined with the last one, that little uh, pass, screen, whatever you want to call it, flare play. and Spider 2Y banana. That's oh, what no. it looked like. No, no, no. That's a throw, that's a throw down fields with that. But is. no, the, he had the fullback in the flats here. They are going to go for it on fourth down and six, and it's going to be a play-action pass. Redinger's going to roll out to his left. He's going to avoid a tackler. He's going to run to his right now. He's running to the far sideline. He's going to try to run the first down. He gets it, and then some more breaks the tackle. Try to get into the end zone. He's close, and he doesn't get in. But it will be first and goal for the Blue Hawks. It's a great run there on fourth and six by Redinger. What a good play there to keep the play alive. I mean, that was very, very good improvisation from him going to the left, miss, making a tackler miss, and then rolling back to the right side all the way to getting a first, a couple of plays, not first down, excuse me. Well, getting well, they, a first they down, get a first not down. a touchdown, excuse me, but uh, <laughs> getting a pretty good gain on that one. Not sure where the ball's marked is. It's really hard to see out here. I know it's first and goal. It says from the 23. Now they change it. It's first and goal from the four. But we do have a whistle, a whistle pre-snap here. And it is a uh, legal procedure on the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. That'll push it back to first and goal from the nine-yard line. That makes it that much tougher, especially when it's so hard to pass the ball right now. And we have seven minutes left to go here in the fourth quarter. Our score, the Sandy Creek Cougars 10, the Blue Hawks 7. And uh, what do you think the Blue Hawks need to do here to score, Will? Uh, give that ball to number number one or number three, whoever's in, either Schmidt or White. But I can't tell how this leaves a little far away on that that far hash. And running it, the white side has been effective for them. It too. looks like White is in the game, and he's going to get the handoff. He's going to run to the left side, and he's going to be brought down after a gain of a couple there. Actually make that Tate Schmidt on the carry. Could have sworn that said number one. That'll be second and goal from the six-yard line, as it is really getting hard to see out here at Duncan Field with all this rain, wind, and uh, condensation on the windows. 6.40 left to go here in the fourth quarter. This is a big opportunity for the Blue Hawks to take the lead, if not tie up the game, at least if they go for the field goal. But it's going to be a tough field goal if they yeah. have to do that. I'm sure um, Carl Tesmer doesn't want to go for a field goal attempt. And I watched their field goal kicker a little bit earlier, Number, I believe it was number 20, no, 24, excuse me, Alexis Sauceda. That's an interesting name. I haven't seen that all day. And... Uh, the first time that he, when he was kicking pregame to try and uh, get, kick some field goals to kind of warm up and stuff, he wasn't really, this was about the range he was kicking from, and he was kind of kicking it right off the crossbar, kind of like what we saw from Sandy Creek in that first uh, first quarter. Yeah, St. Cecilia takes a timeout here on second and goal from the six-yard line, and we will take a break as well. Our score of the Sandy Creek Cougars 10 and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks 7. 
The train tracks are gone, and over time, things change. But Vons Printers continues to be your full-service printing specialist. From start to finish, Vons Printers will customize your own logo, print business cards, envelopes, letterheads, brochures, and notepads to create a calling card for your business. Expect quality, personalized service, and competitive pricing from your full-service printing experts. For over 85 years, locally owned and operated, Vons Printers, 2nd and East Side Boulevard in Hastings. Back here at Duncan Field for the high school football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Celia Blue Hawks. The Cougars leading 10-7, to but the Blue Hawks are knocking on the door. And here they're going to run a little toss play to Sam White. No, it's a reverse to the wide receiver. He gets to the corner. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Blue Hawks. They take the lead. They will be up 13-10, to and they could go up 14-10 to pending the extra point. But nonetheless, a great little trick play there out of the timeout as it was a toss to Sam White. And then he tossed it over to Luke Rodriguez, reversing the other way. And then they got into the end zone for the touchdown. Great call there by Carl Tesmer, the head coach of the Blue Hawks. (laughs) That's a great call. I mean, I wasn't really expecting it either. But now Rodriguez has scored all 14 points for this uh, Blue Hawks team. Well, they have 13 right now. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. This field goal will probably be tough. Fair enough. Extra point. And here's the extra point. The snap is good. The hold is no good. It's bobbled. But he's going to run with it. Oh, and he's going to get tackled right around the five-yard line. Not even close to a uh, touch or a two-point conversion there, but nonetheless, our score is the St. Cecilia Bluehawks now take the lead, 13 to 10. Tell us about that uh, drive, Will Ryan. Well, I mean that was a pretty good drive there. Six plays for 28 yards after they got that turnover, and uh, that run was just a six-yard run. Like like uh, Mike Sotaro said, it was just a little 25-yard <laughs> uh, play or 25 got the ball. I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was pretty interesting play, nonetheless, kind of trickery and went deep into the playbook, which I thought was just to the extent of just passing the ball. But, I mean, as I said earlier, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. That they did a reverse play. there, yeah. though, that time. Well, actually, a toss into a wide receiver reverse, which is something you don't see often. But it's a really good play. You get the defense moving one way, and then you hand it off the other way. Yeah, I mean, you don't see that very often until you get up in the college NFL range with that. And, obviously, that's the first time that uh, St. Cecilia has capitalized on a turnover as well in this game, and that's been really prevalent of their season that they've been on the other side. Of the turnover battle, yeah, losing the turnover battle. And uh, here on first and ten, the or not first and ten, excuse me, it is the kickoff. I was, I was looking at the scoreboard, and uh, the kickoff is away, and it is going to be a pretty decent kick uh, considering the weather, and it's going to be fair caught at around the 30-yard line, and that is where the Cougars will start this drive as they are now down for the first time in this football game. 13 to 10 with 6:20 left to go. Uh, you think they're just going to do more of the same? Still, just run the ball? I mean, they've only have the uh, one pass on the day, so I assume that's probably what they're going to stick with is just throwing it, or not throwing it, but running it rather. <laughs> and I don't see why not. They've been pretty effective on that 105 yards there for number 17 for them. That'd be crumbless on the day, and then they're coming back in that Maryland ISO. So I'm assuming that's what they're going to come back with. And yeah, they have Connor Crumbless in the backfield. And here they're going to hand the ball off to Crumbless. He's going to run off tackle, but he's going to be tackled uh, behind the ball. And the ball comes free, and St. Cecilia says they have it, and they do. That could be a big play for the Blue Hawks as they recover it right around the 34-yard line already in Sandy Creek Cougar territory. And this is another big opportunity for the Blue Hawks to either extend the lead, kill some clock, or do both. Yeah, fourth turnover for either team today, or not today, just in the second half. Seventh overall. Fifth in the second half. Um. Maybe so. I, had, I only have the three down. I have the three for Sandy Creek and then the one turnover. The punt. The punt. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, I didn't even consider that as that one as well. 
And here on first and town, the ball comes down. Ball's going on the ground a lot here, but uh, Redinger is able to pick it up and hand it off here to Chris White. And he gets forward for probably the best run of the second half for the, any running back for either team. And that'll be a gain of seven here on first down. That'll make it second and three. Six minutes left to go here in the fourth quarter as uh, time's starting to run out here on the Cougars with the uh, Blue Hawks having the ball here. Second and six here is what we'll call it. It'll be interesting to see who they get the ball to is now. They're coming out the Maryland eye as well. No wide receivers out on either side. Tate Schmidt is in the backfield. They're going to hand it off to him. He's going to be hit in the backfield. He breaks a tackle, breaks loose, gets past the first down marker. Ball comes out again, and it's recovered by the Blue Hawks. No, it's recovered by the Cougars. Another turnover here by the Blue Hawks, and it is just Fumble City here in Hastings. I mean, Fumble Field is what we should rename Duncan Fumble Field. Field. Fumble Field. I mean, that's the sixth one, or sorry, third one, fourth one, fourth turnover. Let me get my numbers straight here. I'm trying to say three different numbers. things. I'm trying to say three different things at the same time. Fourth turnover for St. Cecilia, sixth in the half. So pretty good, or pretty interestingly, uh, defensive-wise, been a pretty good game, I guess. If you're trying, to, <laughs> if you're considering turnovers, be good on defense, but not good on offense. And here on first and ten, the uh, Cougars are going to pitch the ball out to the left side, and he's going to gain a few yards oh, before being taken around right around the 30-yard line, and that'll be a gain of about five on first down. That'll make it second and five here for the Cougars, as that was a good way to start this drive. But it's it's getting to the point where almost is expecting almost every drive to end in a fumble. Yeah, I mean, even on those that punt, like you said, it's been basically five straight drives that's either ended in a turnover or a punt. Basically, every drive of this uh, half, there's been no three and outs. Most of them have been fumbles. Yeah, or there was one. There was one attempted punt, but it was uh, it was fumbled. Yeah, and then he tried to pass it. Yeah, it was intentional grounding. That was uh, quite the play. I wish we could have had a video of that because that was a, a pretty funny play we saw there on that fourth down. But here, five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. The Cougars line up on second and five, hand the ball off to their big fullback. He's going to get forward for a couple of yards, and that'll make it third and three here for the Cougars. Third and two, actually. 4.56 left to go. In the, oh, we just got some big lightning there uh, out of nowhere. And uh, not, not sure what the... What's going on is the clock is stopped right now. Oh, it was a first down carry. That's why they stopped the clock. I was worried we were going to have a delay there for a sec. But nonetheless, it's first and ten here for the Cougars as he was able to get the four yards he needed on that second and four. And we have 4.45 left to go here in this fourth quarter. They lined up in that Maryland I formation, hand the ball off to Crumbless, and he's going to be tackled in the backfield for a loss. That'll make it second and 12 here. Uh, that's not what you want to do if you're the Cougars. You need to get as many positive plays as possible. Yeah, I mean, and always that's what you want on offense, but especially now being down by three like they are, only four and a half minutes left. You kind of just got to start moving the ball downfield. Only the one pass play throughout the whole game so far. And, for the uh, Cougars. For the Cougars, yeah. I mean, it was an incomplete pass, so it's been He's almost runs. picked off that one. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, almost Chris White almost picked that uh, ball off. And here on second and 10, they're going to do a little pitch play to Crumbless, and he's going to get forward. He's going to gain some yards across uh, the 45-yard line. He's going to be down at the 46, very close to a first down there. And it'll make it third and one here for the for the Saints or for the Sandy Creek Cougars. Third and two make it actually with 3:50 left to go. This is probably the Cougars' last chance here. I mean, essentially, especially if you turn it over here, but it's only that about 3:40 left now. Uh, you're not going to get much going if you turn the ball over, and you can hope for a uh, forcing another turnover against Saint Cecilia, who's prone to do that, but you can never <laughs> expect that. 
And here the Cougars are going to run the ball on third and short. And he's going to be close to a first down, and they're going to mark him just ahead of the first down marker. Nonetheless, that will be a first down, and now they have first and 10 from almost midfield here, about the 49-yard line, 51 yards away from getting into the end zone. And um, they probably have to get inside the 10-yard line to get a manageable extra point here. Yeah. Or an extra uh, field goal if they want to try to tie the game and put this game in an overtime. Especially with the uh, way the wind's picking up again. It's blowing. It's actually blowing back from the uh, – Field goal post as well. So it'd be kicking basically into the wind and sideways, which is <laughs> nothing easy to do. Yeah, nothing easy here. And here on uh, woo, first and 10, they're going to throw in a little halfback toss, and he's going to be decked in the backfield as Chris Crumbless looked like he was going to pass it for a sec, but he gets absolutely tackled there in the backfield by Sam Clark. What a play there. And that'll be a loss of two. That'll make it second and 12. Three minutes left to go here in the fourth quarter. We have the, a clock stopped. No one called a timeout. Not sure what's going on here. Uh, I think it was that he was ran out of bounds, I'm pretty sure. Ah, oh, he ran out of bounds. Okay. Yeah. I'm just getting worried that any second they're going to call a delay here. I think this late in the game, I probably wouldn't Well, if, lightning, if there's lightning, they That's can't. True, they yeah. can't. They got to do it. But uh, right now, second and 11, they're going to hand the ball off to – it's a little option play, actually. They're going to pitch it to Chris Crumbless, breaks a tackle, tries his hardest to get back to the original line of scrimmage, and he's going to be just short of it. But we'll give him third and 11 here for the Cougars. That was a gain of a few feet. Big play here. And this time we do have a timeout uh, by the Sandy Creek Cougars. We will take a timeout as well as the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks are leading this game over the Sandy Creek Cougars 13-10. to whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Back here at Duncan Fields for the football game between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Our score, Cougars losing 13-10. to You listen to this game on ESPN 1550 KSES. And we're back in the Husker Power Products broadcast booth powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. And here on this big third and 11 play, the Cougars line up in that Maryland eye formation. They're going to hand the ball off or pitch it rather to Chris Crumbless. He's going to get um, some good yards here. He's going to make it a much more manageable fourth down. It's going to be fourth and about four here as he gained seven on that third and 11 play. Two and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. The game is on the line right here, Will Ryan. Yeah, it's probably a fourth and four is what they're actually going to measure it here on the... That's what I said. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said fourth and five, and I was like, uh, it looks a little close to that to me. I must have missed that completely, but can't expect really a run here to Crumbless. Crumbless again. Crumbless, yeah. We'll see what they do. And they're going to toss it. Same play as last time. And he's going to be tackled just shy of the first down marker. We'll see if they mark it down. And it is going to be a turnover on downs. A big defensive stand here by the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks as we have a turnover on downs. Number 20 there on the tackle, Miles Furman. Big play by Miles Furman there to get that turnover on downs. And now St. Cecilia has the ball. 2-0-9 left to go in the fourth quarter. They're up 13-10. to 10, one first down maybe two ought to wrap this game up yeah and i don't even think they need to get to a first down if they can run the ball and i'm assuming I is there some timeouts there last i think they have break? at least one okay i must be just misreading the clock or the scoreboard excuse me but 
And here on first and 10, they're going to run the ball. And it's going to be a good run. He's going to get about six yards there. And that will make it second and three, actually, for the Blue Hawks as they do stop the clock, it looks like. Nope, they're not able to stop the clock. Clock continues to run. A minute 50 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Maybe you were right. Maybe the Cougars don't have a timeout left. I mean, and I thought they did, but they do have one more timeout. They have one timeout left, yeah. So they'll they'll probably save it for the third down play. Or if uh, St. Cecilia gets a first down here, they'll probably use it after that. But here... The, on the second and three play, it's going to be a little quarterback keeper with Redinger, and he's going to get forward close to a first down, very close. We'll see where the refs decide to mark it down at. And we're waiting on the call from the refs, and it is a first down, and that is a big first down here for the Sandy or for the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. And now, I called it, Sandy Creek Cougars taking their timeout, their final timeout of the game. We will take a timeout as well. Our score here, the Blue Hawks 13 and the Cougars 10. Stop at Thompson Oil Company, 806 East South Street for complete auto care. Or for your convenience store needs, go to the West 2nd Best Stop at 2nd and Laird. Both locations feature Phillips 66 Super Clean Gasoline in three grades, unleaded, E10 with ethanol, and premium unleaded. Thompson Oil Company, Hastings. Parents, your job is hard. Helping your student find a college won't be your last parental duty. At Hastings College, we promise to say everything you would because we mentor students as if they're our own. Find us at Hastings.edu. Welcome back to the Husker Power Broadcast booth, Husker Power Products broadcast booth, excuse me, powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. Here are the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks at first and 10, and they are just going to knee the ball to end this game as that makes this game a final here unless we have a fumble on the handoff, which we might. It could be uh, like the, the whatchamacallit, that game in Philadelphia years, years ago before I was even born. Uh, the Miracle in the Meadowlands is what they called it. The Miracle in the Meadowlands. And uh, they line up again for this knee here with 110 left to go. Second and 10. And uh, as long as they just snap the ball well, they should be able to come out of this game with a victory. There has been three different uh, botched snaps as well today. So you yeah, can't re- never by, can the, sure, by the but, Blue Hawks alone. Yeah, and that one was clean. So, that I mean, it won't be four at least. Assuming that well, it could be four. They still have to do one more kneel down, it looks like. Oh, that's like. true, yes. I, I, didn't, I looked at the clock, and I misread it. I had a little bit of a selective dyslexia there. You know that uh, game, though, the Miracle in the Meadowlands, where uh, the Giants just had to knee the ball down, and they they uh, fumbled it, and then Herm Edwards took it back to the house. Crazy game, but we'll see what happens here. Is they, if they knee it down here successfully, this game will end. And they are able to knee the ball successfully, and that will end the game here. The St. Cecilia Bluehawks. Barely squeak by with the narrowest margins over the Sandy Creek Car- Cougars. Our score, 13 to 10. We do have actually a, we have a penalty marker. Are they going to call it? Yep, they call offsides on Saints on Sandy Creek. So not on Saint Cecilia there. I'm pretty sure the clock will continue to run. Um, waiting. Yep, the clock will continue to run, and Saint Cecilia doesn't have to do another play. Even the coaches tell them to step back, don't get on the ball because they don't need to do another play. But our final here. At Duncan Field, the St. Cecilia Bluehawks 13 and the Sandy Creek Cougars 10. We'll be right back with a quick pre uh, postgame wrap up. Uh, you're listening to this game on ESPN 1550 KICS. It's our anniversary. Gary Michaels Clothiers is celebrating 34 years of an unwavering commitment to providing outstanding, high quality menswear. Brand names that are respected throughout the industry. Throughout the month of October, purchase any in-stock suit or sport coat and pant, regular price, and receive a dress shirt, tie, and socks free. A $100 value. 
Select Extreme Slim Fit to traditional fit sizes from 36s to 60 long. We can fit you. Shop our newly expanded tuxedo department in the downtown Kearney Gary Michaels. We are the Elite Gym's formal wear dealer in central Nebraska. Our professional staff will properly fit everyone in every size to ensure your special day is perfect. Spend $250 on ladies' clothing at regular price and receive a $50 gift card to be used in the month of November. Celebrate Gary Michaels Clothier's 34th anniversary, downtown Hastings, and on the bricks in Kearney. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals for nightly specials and enjoy great food, friendly service, and the best atmosphere. Stop in before or after the game. Every Thursday night is pizza night. Or Friday is surf and turf. A juicy New York steak served with hand-breaded shrimp. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. Back here at for a quick little post-game recap before we actually get to the actual post-game show, which is brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street in Hastings. And this is the Husker Power Products broadcast booth, powered by natural gas and diesel irrigation engines from Husker Power Products of Hastings and Sutton. I'd also like to, thank, like to take this time to thank some sponsors here. Uh, Ruts Heating and Air Conditioning, Sealy's Body Shop, Keith's Pharmacy, and Pro Team Designs as well. Looking at a little bit of uh, some recap of the game here. We had seven turnovers throughout the game. Oh, Wait. seven. Jeez, yeah, only man, one that's of a the, lot of turnovers. Here's the, here's the best part. Only one of them was in the first half. No, 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 no. Two, no, of, them, two of them. Two of them. Yep, two of them. Yep, My bad. Sorry. I had to correct you. Hey, man, I had I'm to just, get you. I was just helping you out and make you look good here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, two in the first half. It was that fumble. Uh, by St. Cecilia, and then the interception on the ensuing drive for them as well. And that's kind of why they were down ten to ten to seven going into halftime, and ten to nothing early on too. 10, yeah, it was ten or nothing early, but that uh, Rodriguez pass seventeen yard touchdown on that nine play sixty five yard drive was really what got their offensive start offense started, and their defense hot as well. Um, like I said in the second half, if seven turnover turnovers total two in the first, so there's obviously five in the second half. A lot of turnovers. <laughs> and literally, there's three of four downs in a row were fumbles. Or sorry, five and five of six drives or fumbles here. You had in one the second in half. the second half to one to open up the half, and then back to back to end the third quarter, and then the touchdown just open up the fourth, and then the fumble on the ensuing drive after that by uh, Sandy Creek, and then there was three straight fumbles, including that one, and then Celia turned it right back over, and then Sandy Creek turned it over one more time, and then that was just the game. So I mean. 13 or 13-10, excuse me, not nothing. 13-10 was a kind of a really sloppy game, especially with all this rain and weather, wind, whatever you want to call it. Only most impressive, not impressive, but interesting stat I would say is that there was only one pass play by Sandy Creek all game, and there was an incomplete pass that almost got picked off. Should be an interesting player of the game for you. Yeah, I don't envy your job tonight. <laughs> hey. We might give the player of the game to the weather. Is that yeah. that was the that was the person who impacted the game the most? Uh, so, mother yeah. Mother Nature. I mean, even on the defensive side of the ball, no one really stood out. The leader at halftime, number 50, star for St. Cecilia. Only had one tackle for a six in the whole game. And then number 62 for them as well. Uh, Josh Bulky had seven total for the game. And so not too much. And even number 20, uh, I believe that would have been Miles Furman. Also did really well on the defensive side of the ball. So not nothing too crazy. 
there, but pretty good numbers for St. Cecilia's defense and this nice, good play. All right, we will um, take a quick break, and we'll be back with the post-game show, which is brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street in Hastings. We'll take a break and give you the player of the game right after this. Play-by-play of tonight's game has been brought to you by the ESPN 1550 KICS Sports Boosters. Stay tuned. Our high school football coverage continues with the player of the game and the coach's post-game show on ESPN 1550 KICS. Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Super Station. 1460 and 1550 AM. KXPN Kearney and KICS Hastings. No matter how cold it is outside, you can keep warm and toasty inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Affordable, quiet, and reliable. You can count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Rutz Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer in Hastings and Kearney, to learn how you can move up to a new level of comfort and efficiency this season. It's time now for the player of the game on ESPN 1550 KICS. Back here at Duncan Field for the post-game show, brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years, located at West South Street in Hastings. Uh, will Ryan give us our candidates for player of the game? I mean, I thought you said Duncan Field it was, should have been called Fumble Field, but obviously both defenses played well, not too many yards allowed on either side of the ball. I uh, don't have the totals exactly, but it looks about to be uh, 100 and 140 yards for St. Cecilia and then uh, or on offense for them. So Sandy Creek only allowed 140 and then about 150 or 132 yards as well on for Sandy Creek rushing. So the defense only gave up 132. Then the weather, but I think uh, number 25 would be or number 21 would be the biggest candidate here. He had the pass touchdown and then the running Rodriguez. Got Rodriguez, who got that called back, but we'll see. Have to look at his numbers here in a little bit while we uh, figure out who the player of the game really should be. All right, well, we'll be right back with the player of the game right after this. The train tracks are gone, and over time, things change. But Vons Printers continues to be your full-service printing specialist. From start to finish, Vons Printers will customize your own logo, print business cards, envelopes, letterheads, brochures, and notepads to create a calling card for your business. Expect quality, personalized service, and competitive pricing from your full-service printing experts. For over 85 years, locally owned and operated, Vons Printers, 2nd and East Side Boulevard in Hastings. Back here at Duncan Field in our postgame show brought to you by Coley Pipe and Steel, serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the greater Midwest for over 70 years. It's located at West South Street in Hastings. Will Ryan, give us our player of the game. I mean, for te- if we're going off technicality, player of the game has to go to a player. I would have rather given it to the weather. Who basically Mother, Nature. For- Mother Nature basically forced seven turnovers in the game completely. But <laughs> yeah, she you did. Had to, you had to get up to a player. Uh, special mention, Jake Ash, or yeah, was it Jake Ash who uh, had that rushing touchdown. I have to give it up to uh, Rodriguez for... St. Cecilia, he had a pretty good game there. The one passing touchdown, 16-yarder in that first half to kind of get the offensive going. And then had it was 20 yards on about four carries from him as well. So pretty solid day overall from him on the offense side of the ball. All right, well, there's your player of the game, Luke Rodriguez. We'll be right back with the coach's post-game show right after this. 
You've been listening to the player of the game on ESPN 1550 KICS. Stay tuned. Our high school football coverage continues with the Coach's Post Game Show. It's up next on ESPN 1550 KICS. Five Points Bank is strongly committed to investing in our community. This is what locally owned, locally managed banks do and do well. We are proud to be a leading supporter of the United Way's annual campaign. Also, we make meaningful contributions to numerous community, educational, and civic organizations in our quest to make the quality of life in our area as strong as possible. Giving back. It's part of our mission statement and helps make Hastings a great community. Five Points Bank. Locally owned, locally managed. The Better Bank. The Coach's Post Game Show is brought to you by Cully Pipe and Steel, 405 West South Street in Hastings. Back here at Duncan Field for the coaches' post-game show. Randy Aarons, the defensive coordinator for St. Cecilia, joining us. So, uh, Coach, pretty good game for the defense. They forced how many turnovers? I think four? Four or five? I, I don't a know. good amount. We, we had enough. We, yes, we, enough. We had enough, and we were able to, you know, shorten the game down, you know, by getting a couple turnovers. And But we really did do a nice job after our first two series when they came down. I think they scored on their first two series with a uh, touchdown and a field goal. So, you know, we made some – Great adjustments on the field. Coach Lance Schmidt did a nice job recommending, you know, what we talked about it. We shifted over, you know, because Sandy Creek got a great game plan coming in with an unbalanced line. And, you know, they used their size to their advantage tonight in, in this type of weather. So it was something that just proud of the kids, just more so than anything, just proud of the kids tonight, you know, handling uh, the adversity of the weather. You yeah, know, this, it, this it was will, adverse. Yeah, this will be something these kids will, you know, remember when, remember when we played that night, you know, uh, but, again, it, all the credit goes to the kids. You know, we, we, they're enthusiastic at halftime. We talked at halftime. We came back out, and we just we were able to fight through it and get the win. So that's a, that's a big deal for us. Yeah, and that had to have been a pretty big touchdown towards the end of the first half there by Luke Rodriguez. He threw it there, gave you guys some momentum going into halftime. Yeah, and then I thought even we're coming back, I thought we might even score right before half. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then I think if, that, if we could have got that one in, you know, before half, uh, granted, we were about the 40 or 50-yard line, but I just thought we had a little bit of momentum right there. If we could have got that in, you know, it would have been a different game in the second half. But, boy, it was a nail-biter. It was something that, uh, you know, causes the heart to race and, <laughs> you know, build some character and gives us something to talk about and something to build on. And what does it say about these kids, especially you got a lot of young kids on the team, for them to, to fight back like this in a game where it's where offense doesn't come easy because of the weather? No, and so – and then, as you can see, I thought in the first half in particular, I told Thomas Redinger after the game, he was spot on. You know, but then the ball gets slick, the ball gets heavy, you know, and then again, they use their size, their advantage on the line of scrimmage and really didn't allow us to get a lot of things going, but we got enough going that we could get first downs. It wasn't the, you know, 8, 10, 12 yards, but it was three carries for 10 yards. Yep. You know, so we were able to move the chains. We were able to uh, cut the game down, shorten the game by moving the chains, keeping the clock running. And uh, one big sequence of events that led to you guys' game uh, winning touchdown, I guess we'll call it, it was uh, the big run there. Uh, I think it was Sam Clark that was called back on the holding. Yeah. And then you guys were able to battle back and, and not let that get to you, and you still got the touchdown a few plays later. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, you know, how neat was that? Sam, you know, he slashed down the sideline, showed some great speed, got into the end zone, and then, oh, you know, just the wind. It just sucked right out of you because <laughs> you saw the flag on the field. But, gosh. The kids just they just responded so well at that point. They responded so well, and that's something that you know you, you can't teach. 
because mm-hmm. it had been something to get angry, get upset, you know, point fingers or whatever. But we responded, came back and scored a touchdown there. So I really think uh, they, they just uh, showed a lot of character responding to a penalty, coming back and putting it in the end zone. Yep, and that was, that was a great call there. Um, not sure who called it on the sideline, but to get the actual touchdown, it was a toss to Sam White, who you've been running with all game. And then uh, uh, it was a, uh, another toss going the other way to Jake Ash, and then it was a touchdown at the corner of the end zone. He was able to walk in. It was a great call. Yeah, Coach Tesmer, he has an uncanny way of you know finding, finding ways to score, finding ways to move the football. And to call that at that point in the game, you know, it was a fairly risky call because, because of the rain. You said, it was a sweep reverse, and so you had to have two exchanges, well, three exchanges, quarterback to the eye back, eye back to the split in coming around. And then what people may have missed on this, you know, on the left side of the field here, old uh, Miles Furman and uh, Josh Bulky had two outstanding blocks. As you said, Jake was able to walk in the end zone. But old Miles and Josh, they did a nice job of just sealing the, sealing the uh, containment and, you know, just keeping it wide open for Jake to, you know, slide into the end zone. So what a neat deal for us. Yep, it was a it was a team effort this game, a true team effort. Yeah, and so that's something that we can build on. That's something that we've talked about and we've encouraged and we've worked at and we just need to keep going. It's something that, you know, we got two games left and these kids are going to have something to, you know, be they're, they're going to be proud of the way we responded tonight. Moving forward, we're going to get better. And tonight we got better on the field. Believe it or not, you know, somebody said, you know, how many turnovers do we have? How many turnovers do we cause? Hey, that's beside the point. We showed a lot of good things on the field and improved in a lot of ways tonight. Overcame some adversity, and now you guys have won two games out of three, moving in the right direction towards the end of the season. That's where you want to be. Yeah, and that's where everybody wants to be. And, you know, we can talk about the weather all we want and this and that, but everybody's playing in the same conditions. And I just think our kids were just spot on tonight. And they, they gave it their effort, and they were very determined. They were very determined uh, to come out with the victory. So hats off to them. Hats off to the kids because – you know, that's who we're here for. Yep, definitely hats off to the kids. That's uh, St. Cecilia defensive coordinator Randy Aarons. Thank you for joining me today, Coach, and, and tonight. One la- and one last thing for the people out there, I just need to uh, congratulate Coach Tesmer, who last weekend was uh, inducted in the Nebraska High School Sports Hall of Fame. And so that's quite an honor for him and a, quite an accomplishment over 40 years of what he's done in the, in the game of high school football, in the game of, you know, touching and reaching so many kids, not only on the football field but in the classroom. So... A shout-out to Coach Tesmer and his family for the great honor that he received by being inducted into the Nebraska High School Sports Hall of Fame last yep, weekend. That, that is awesome. Give him um, my congratulations from me and everyone at Platte River Radio. And, again, I say thank you, um, Randy Aarons. Good win tonight. Okay, thank you. And uh, time to, get, to go get warmed up and dry off a little bit. Yeah. So uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us tonight and being out there. Those of you that listened, I'm sure you uh, had a good time as well. But I really want to thank everybody that uh, came out and stayed with us till the end of the game because – it wasn't a. It wasn't good out here, but it was fun. Yes, it was fun, and we will be right back with a quick little wrap up, and we'll be right back after these messages. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply has been serving Hastings, South Central Nebraska, and the Greater Midwest since 1946, with over 70 years of service. The Plumbing Showroom is a division of Coley Pipe and Steel Supply with a full line of kitchen and bath products. If you are building a new home or remodeling, stop at the Plumbing Showroom, 500 West South Street, open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., evening and Saturday by appointment. Coley Pipe and Steel Supply and the Plumbing Showroom, both on West South Street in Hastings. Back here at Duncan Field, uh, the final between the Sandy Creek Cougars and the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks, 13-10. The Blue Hawks coming out on top. They moved to 2-5 and five on the season. Two out of three um, wins for them in their last few games here in the season. 
And like I said, the final score, 13 to 10. And that'll do it for my broadcast partner, Will Ryan, and my producer and engineer, Brad Beam. I'm Mike Spataro. You were listening to this on ESPN 1550 KICS. The Coach's Post Game Show has been brought to you by Cully Pipe and Steel, 405 West South Street in Hastings. Call 402-463-5678. High School Football has been an exclusive presentation of Platte River Radio Sports, ESPN 1550, KICS Hastings.